bit here that can help you. Uh, can I have a taxi, please? Where from? Where from? Uh, what's your contact number? Uh, this one here. You have a private number, bro. Huh? Is it on private? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to take off on the landline bus. A report for the NHS says there's frustration that people with learning disabilities are still being placed in institutional care rather than being looked after in the community closer to their homes. The report accuses ministers of missing a deadline for transforming care in the wake of the Winterbourne View scandal, which exposed the abuse of patients at a private hospital near Bristol. The police officer who shot dead an unarmed black teenager in the American state of Missouri has said there's nothing he would have done differently and that his conscience is clean. The officer, Darren Wilson, won't be prosecuted and has told American television he had no choice but to open fire when the teenager charged towards him. Police are appealing for witnesses after a cyclist was pushed into a canal in Hemel Hempstead. The 29-year-old woman was cycling on, th- on the towpath off two water roads at around 5pm last Friday when a man pushed her and her bike into the Grand Union Canal. There are calls for the Lib Dem leader on Milton Keynes Council to stand down in the wake of the taxi scandal. Former Tory leader Andrew Geary says Douglas McCall was too slow to take action after ex-mayor and Lib Dem Subhan Shafiq was found to have vouched for a serial rapist to be a taxi driver. Frankly, he has shown no leadership at all. He could have stopped this before it started by telling those who were guilty just to get out and we could have held our heads high and moved on. This has dragged on and dragged on because of his lack of action. And frankly, his position is no longer tenable. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons drew two all at home to Rochdale in League One last night. Will Grigg gave the Dons the lead, but they needed a Danny Green equaliser to earn a point. And in the Champions League, Manchester City came from behind to beat 10-man Bayern Munich 3-2 with a hat-trick from Sergio Aguero, keeping alive their hopes of progressing. The weather cloudy with outbreaks of rain through the day, a maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road is where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Till tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I want to settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home Tale no one has ever told 
Some of those words were right. Yeah, well, they were right about two verses ago. Yeah. Yeah. Morning, guys. I'm, I've got such a big vibe going this morning. Can you feel it, Catherine? I can see it. <laughs> we have had way too many Haribos this morning, and we are off our mash, which is good because we've got some good stuff to talk about. Burglar on the phone. You heard some of that in the news. We'll play the full, well, the, the two phone calls in a minute. What a plum. And we've also sent Justin out to a canal. He was a little bit reluctant to go, but he came in this morning saying, I'm always going to go to the canal to get voxes. Those people are nuts. It's a serious story, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, he's found a new home. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The boobs is not news. Katia, what was that you just said? The boobs is not news. Thank you very much indeed. Should we have a song first, Catherine? And then we'll, we'll, this is going to be a good show. I'm chomping at the bit. Champing. I'm chomping at the bit. You're champing. Huh? You're champing at the bit. I am so chomping at the bit. Champing on it. At, right now, I am chomping. Champing. On Cham- chomping, champing. I am at the bit. I'm you. Just, uh, okay. Like song. Thank you, but I am chomping at the bit. Champing. I am chomping. No, no. 
Morning, guys. I think I'm coming around to thinking that I think I might be thinking that I quite like Phil Collins. Well, you like this one and you like Easy Lover. That yeah. doesn't mean that you like all his oeuvre. I don't like Another Day in Paradise. No. No, no, I don't like that. But um, Do you like two hearts? A beating in just a one. I've had hangovers like that. Now, it's it's been a long time since I planned a, a bank heist or a diamond robbery. It's been a while. So I'm doing all right, but I seem to remember there are a few golden rules that you pick up at burglary school. And not calling a taxi from the scene of the crime is lesson one. Yet some plum appears to have done that after burgling a house. This is incredible, Catherine. This is in Luton. We've got the guy's voice on tape, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Bedfordshire Police have released it in the hope that someone will recognise it and tell them who he is. What we do know is that this fella called for a taxi from Woodcroft Road. Sorry, Woodcroft. Is it Woodcroft or Woodcroft? I don't know. I'd say, I'd say Wodecroft. Wodecroft Road in yeah, until Luton. someone corrects us. In the early hours of Saturday, October the 25th, a home had been burgled in the road during the same night and offenders stole a number of electrical items, including a large flat-screen television, which would have been hard to get away with. Those are tough to carry. The taxi firm recorded this audio after the caller could not identify the number he was calling from. Oh, hang on, we're about to play Phil Collins again. Right, do that line again. OK, so this is what happened the first time the guy called the taxi company. It's be here that can help you. Uh, can I have a taxi, please? Where from? Where from? Uh, what's your contact number? Uh, this one here. You're in your private number, bruv. Huh? Is it on private? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to take off. It's on the landline, bus. Uh, uh, give me your mobile number, innit? Mobile, um, 079. Yep. No, uh, sorry, 078. 078. 94. 94. Oh, hang on, I don't even know that. No, no, bus, it's alright, it's alright. Smooth. What he's done there is he's realised he was given his own mobile number. So he thinks, hang on, let me just uh, rethink this and I'll go back in. This time I'll be prepared for what comes next. He doesn't sound like a bright lad, does he? This is the second call he makes. Hello, I can help you. Yeah, can I have a taxi please, mate? Well, same call centre, man. (coughs) Oh, is it the same call centre? Yeah, yeah. No, no, that'll do with um, a number. No, we take numbers so the calls are recorded as well, innit? No worries, no worries. You can hear his mastermind brain thinking, how the hell am I going to get out of this pickle? What what are the police saying? Well, the police are not going as far as to say that this is the man that they want, but the Detective Constable Scott Hannam says they believe this man may have important information which could assist their investigation. He says, I would urge anyone who recognises the voice or the man himself to contact police. I'm also keen to hear from anyone who has any information or saw a large television being carried around this area on the night in question. It actually says that! The press release says that, <laughs> doesn't it? If you saw someone taking a telly for a walk around the Wodecroft Road area in the early hours of Saturday, October the 25th, you need to call 101. If you recognise that gentleman's voice, then call 101. I, I, there's, I, there should be a phone in it, in this. I can't think what the hell it is. What's the, what's the most stupid phone call you've ever made? Or, I mean, it is just... Yeah, he's, he's robbed someone's house, but what what a plum. What a plum. Making the same mistake twice. Making the same mistake twice. We'll have that one. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Roberto Peroni. BBC what? Three Counties Radio. That's a good All my surprise. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We'll have a little bit of Diana Ross and the Supreme, shall we? Why not?
sensors this morning and things are generally moving very well so far. Checking in Roxton on the A1 Great North Road, there are the roadworks going on around the Black Cat roundabout. It's moving fine at the moment. It's likely to get very busy later on when it gets into the morning rush hour though. Having a look at the roads on the cameras around Hamill Hempstead and things are moving well through those roadworks on Leighton Buzzard Road. The roadworks are at Moor End Road. Not causing any problems at the moment and in High Wycombe on the A40 Oxford Road there's a lane closed for roadworks in both directions at Temple Street and that is likely to get busy later on as well. Having a look at the departure boards and no delays are showing up for the trains at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Catherine, anything you wanted to add to the travel there? No, I think she got it covered there, don't you? Thank you very much. 6.17 Wednesday the 26th of November. We're a month away until it's all over and we're miserable again. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Violent homophobic crime is on the increase in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, but down in the police area which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire. Police in Luton have released recordings of a suspected burglar phoning for a taxi from the house he's just broken into. And in sport, Milton Keynes dons drew two all at home to Rochdale last night. Coming up, Justin Dealey on Gays. BBC Three Counties Radio. Player the taxi journey when the weather chat has dried up after five minutes. I player your other half's really bad taste in TV. I player the first chance you've had to sit down since that customer. And I player ending up in the wrong queue at the supermarket every single time. BBC iPlayer, BBC Radio and TV, always there when you need it. 
Violent homophobic crime is on the increase in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, according to new research, but the Thames Valley Police area, which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire, shows a fall in the past two years. Uh, well, Justin Dealey can tell us more. What are the main findings of this research, Just? Well, uh, police forces around the UK, they, they were asked about the number of uh, violent homophobic crimes in their area. The research for the Press Association, under the Freedom of Information Act, it showed that the problem has doubled in Hertfordshire from eight during 2013 to 16, while whilst in Bedfordshire it increased from 6 to 10. Uh, the figures in for 2014, they go up to the end of October, so uh, any offences committed in November and December will eventually be added on. Well, just does this mean that the uh, Thames Valley Force has been more successful in dealing with this issue? Well, it would certainly seem so from the research, uh, which shows that Thames Valley Police recorded 29 violent homophobic crimes between January and October compared with 42 in 2013 and 52 in 2012. Inspector Jim Willis, who's from Thames Valley Police, explains what they've done to show they're taking this problem seriously. We introduced Laglos last year, who are lesbian and gay and transgender liaison officers, and they're especially trained officers who work across the force with victims and investigation officers to provide a more sensitive and effective response. So that, that's something that we're doing specifically to tackle hate crime with regard to homophobia and to raise confidence amongst the gay and transgender community. Uh, any response from gay rights campaigners? Well, the lesbian, gay and bisexual charity Stonewall, they say that uh, homophobic hate crime is, is a real issue in the UK and they want the authorities to continue to treat this very seriously. Other charities, uh, they say that uh, more than 4,000 of these crimes could be taking place. The government estimates uh, that figure could be as high as 39,000 and they're concerned that the vast majority of hate crimes remain hidden in this country. So are the figures we're hearing about locally just the tip of the iceberg? Well, Thames Valley Police say that further research into the figures would be needed uh, to say whether it, it is a real case. Inspector Jim Willis, he appreciates that public confidence in the way crimes of this nature are handled is an issue. Sorry, Justin, I'm um, struggling with the, the computer here. Hang Sorry. on a second, let's try that again. I have no doubt that some victims are reluctant to report crimes to the police, and we, we've dealt with a number of, of incidents this year where that has been the case. And what I would say is if, if people are reluctant to report directly to the police, and there are alternative reporting mechanisms, they can contact Stop Hate UK, who run a 24-hour telephone line. Alternatively, they can go on to the True Vision website and report things via the internet. Although I would add that these aren't designed for urgent reports of crimes in progress, for which 999 would still be the most
Hi, weirdos. So who the hell's Jason Orange? I don't want people making love while I'm talking. Sex is everywhere. Women in underwear just look nice. That was the adult version of Get Back a Little Bit Raunchy. Something for the dads there, and maybe even some of the mums. It's 2014, and uh, who knows? On behalf of those mums, thank you. <clears throat> You're very, very welcome indeed. Clicky, clicky, clicky. There we go. A little bit of trouble with the computers today. I say the computers, me. Yeah, your head. Thank you. Milton, Key, uh, Milton Keynes Council met last night to discuss their report into how a serial rapist was allowed to become a taxi driver. The ex-mayor of Milton Keynes, Subhan Shafiq, who vouched for him, has since stood down altogether from the council. Well, the issue came to light back in August, and last night was an opportunity for councillors to fully debate what happened. Well, our reporter Tony Fisher joins you. Now, Tony, what does the report say? Uh, well, Ian, the report basically takes a look at um, what happened in this whole uh, saga. It looks at uh, the role of Mr uh, Shafiq, the ex-mayor. Um, it goes into forensic detail about what he said, um, conflicting evidence about what he said, how long he'd known the convicted rapist, um, and then um, how he said, oh, he was only up to his mother who told him to um, um, vouch for him. And at one point he said um, to someone else trying for a licence, he would be OK getting his licence back because he had spoken for a convicted rapist before and he got his licence. Um, the report basically looks at key recommendations going forward. Um, all applications will be refused where the applicant remains on the sex offenders register, a new training for counsellors, there's a new regulatory subcommittee which grants the licences and it talks about um, doing checks or police checks on all the uh, 1,300 or so drivers in the new city. Um, this meeting was about considering the report, seeking assurances. Um, it's not about um, blaming anyone. Um, but it got a bit interesting when uh, the former council leader, Tory councillor Andrew Geary, um, spoke and he said basically we've worked together um, with the three parties all together for the last six years until now, he said, um, one political party has destroyed our reputation, he said. And he's talking about the Lib Dems there. Um, he says Milton Keynes is now known as Taxigate. Um, the Lib Dems, why the Lib Dems? Well, um, the ex-mayor, Shaban Shafiq, uh, who vouched for the serial rapist as a Lib Dem. Douglas McCall is the leader of the Lib Dems. Andrew Geary was calling for him to stand down for his lack of action in this matter. And he said that basically because of his lack of action in taking a, a firm stand on this issue, it's been allowed to drag on uh, since August when all this blew up um, and has made basically the council and the new city a laughing stock. Um, Andrew Geary is also calling on Stuart Burke, a, f a fellow Lib Dem councillor, um, to consider his position because he was chair of the licensing committee when uh, Mr. This, this serial rapist Nadim Kiani was granted a licence um, on, on, on a second occasion when it went through the committee. Um, and uh, Andrew Geary wasn't the only voice. It was He was backed up by the Labour Party, Peter Marland, who's the leader of the council now. Um, he said this is a tragedy for the city. Um, both it and the council has been damaged. So some quite strong words, everyone rounding on the Lib Dems last night with both barrels. Tony, thank you very much indeed. 08459 555555. It sounds like there was... Uh a little bit of the old argy-bargy, verbal-wise, at the meeting uh, last night. Hey, you know Facebook? Well, it turns out it's Facebook's fault that um, Lee Rigby was murdered. 
Yeah, it's Facebook's fault. I've got to say, the sun really is going with some bizarre front pages at the moment. Have you seen this? The sun, Facebook accused. Lee Rigby family fury as net giant failed to report murder threat. Blood on their hands. Right, so it's, it's, it's Facebook's fault, is it? Do you buy into this? It's not MI5. It's not MI6. It's not GCHK. It's Facebook's fault. You go inside. Fatal flaw. Net giant didn't flag up plot. It still won't help terror probe. Facebook is still failing to cooperate with the probe into the horrific terrorist murder of soldier Lee Rigby emerged last night. One of the Fusiliers fanatical killers gloated on the social networking site. He wanted to execute a British soldier. But, 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 it's just Facebook, isn't it? They've got loads of stuff to trawl through. Haven't they? Are we supposed to believe that Facebook know every single thing every single person puts on there? I hope they people don't. People write a lot of nonsense on there. I hope they don't There's know. a lot of pictures of cakes, there's a lot of pictures of kittens. Maybe, yes, there should be some sort of keyword thing, but really, are we blaming Facebook? I think it's about... That, look, MI5, MI6, GCHQ, uh, the, the government. When they, they they should. It says in here that this report was, was issued by the government yesterday, and it kind of glosses over the fact that, that they should have spotted at least one of these uh, gentlemen, uh, Adebowale, I think, in 2008, when he started doing... And I thought they had monitored these two chaps. Can't, can't blame it on Facebook. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Checking the motorways and the M25 anti-clockwise. This is looking very slow at the moment between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Having a look at the A1M on the CCTV cameras, it does look a little bit wet out there on the roads, so take care and beware of surface spray, reducing visibility this morning. Elsewhere in Hatfield on Great North Road, there's roadworks going on at St Albans East, and that could cause some delays this morning. And in Roxton on the A1 Great North Road, there's roadworks going on around the Black Cat roundabouts, so that is likely to cause some queues in the morning rush. On the Friends are just hearing that the Bakerloo line is suspended between Stonebridge Park and Harrow and Wilston because of a fire alert at Wembley Central. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Violent homophobic crime is on the increase in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, but down in the police area, which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire. Police in Luton have released recordings of a suspected burglar phoning for a taxi from the house he'd just broken into, and there are calls for the Lib Dem leader on Milton Keynes' council to stand down in the wake of the taxi scandal. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. A two-all draw for Milton Keynes-Dons at home to Rochdale last night. Quick could be in it now. Quick lobs the goalkeeper. And that is a wonderful goal. Here come Rochdale at the other end, though. And already there's a chance. It's gone in. It's a deflected goal. It's an own goal. I think Flanagan yeah. is the guilty party. Here's Noble Lazarus on the far side. Uh, he shoots and shoots well. What a goal. Phoebe in the area. Oh, great shot from a Phoebe. Took it well and Green gets the equaliser. And Danny Green has come on once again and got a goal for MK Dons. So Carl Robinson's side. A fourth in League One, five points behind leaders Bristol City, but with two games in hand. At this point, he's not winning, you'll say. But we've used our game in hand to go one point closer. And 
that's all you can do. If we would have gone past this game in hand and not got anything out, we would have been even more disappointed. Chelsea have qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League after a 5-0 win against Schalke in Germany. Manchester City came from behind to beat 10-man Bayern Munich 3-2 at the Etihad with a hat-trick from Sergio Aguero, keeping alive their hopes of progressing. Here's captain Vincent Company. It's not just us. I think every team that wants to achieve special things uh, in Europe, in, in, in the home league, need a, a special player. And, and obviously he is our special player. So when he performs like he does today, he makes a lot of things possible that, that normally would be difficult. Tonight, Arsenal host Borussia Dortmund. Liverpool are away to Ludo Goretz. Watford midfielder Alman Abdi played an hour for the Hornets under-21s last night at Vicarage Road. Abdi was making his comeback after a shoulder injury he suffered a month ago. The FA are investigating after missiles were thrown onto the pitch during Luton's match at Burton on Saturday. The Hatters say any Luton supporter identified will be banned from Kenilworth Road for six years. Goals from Jack Jeb and Rory Deacon gave Stevenage a 2-0 win at home to Bishop Stortford in the Hearts Senior Cup last night. In Conference South, Hemel Hempstead lost 1-0 at Bath. In the Southern League Premier Division, Chesham won 3-0 at home to Hereford. And England's cricketers start their one-day series in Sri Lanka today. The first match starts at 9am our time. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at 7. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Angelina Jolie, who's kissed me, um, has said that Labour's proposed mansion tax could deter her from moving to England. Oh, well. That's actually a story in the papers. Rich women may not move to England. Oh, well. Hmm. Ah, well, never mind. It's a shame for us all, isn't it? It's a shame. I was hoping we could pick up where we left off, but never mind. The actress... I mean, she took the honorary damehood, didn't she? Yeah, the actress... She doesn't want to pay our taxes. ...who is rumoured to have been house-hunting in London said, I'm quite responsible about money. Mansion tax could put me off. You are a multi-flipping millionaire, and so is your husband. With a huge social conscience. Let's remember that. Oh, here we go. Miss Jolie made the comments last night during a trip to the UK... For the premiere of her latest film, Unbroken, she made sure she was the centre of attention on the red carpet in a rather unusual white silk two-piece by British designer Ralph and Russo. From the front, it looked like a fitted dress beneath a curious bolero cape, but the back was an even more striking affair, featuring a daring split, an array of buttons and bows. Hours earlier, the 39-year-old had been interviewed by Jon Snow on Channel 4 News. Asked about a possible move to the UK, she said, It was just a rumour that started, and I think the rumour came before I'd even thought about it. Oh, so the mansion tax thing was was something someone threw at her that she wasn't expecting. When asked about Mr Miliband's plans for a punitive tax on people with homes worth more than two million, she admitted, yeah, that could put me off. Did they call it a punitive tax? No, I don't think, though. There's a lot of talk at the moment about uh, Facebook's responsibility mm. or shared responsibility for the murder of um, Fusilier Lee Rigby. I don't get it. I do not get it. This is a front-page story on Britain's biggest-selling newspaper. And I've seen Lee's sister on television... Um, she says Facebook have got, a rough quote, blood on their hands. Yeah. Guys. She holds them partly responsible. Guys, come on. What, why are we, who's manipulated this woman into saying that? What, 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 do we, what, what do his two wives say? Are they kind of picking up on this? I just... Facebook. I mean, OK, it, it's flawed, but... Do you know what? Do, are we going to blame... Uh, if we're going to blame Facebook, then let's blame um, emails... 
And those mobile phone companies really do have to buck up their ideas about people making phone calls and sending texts on their systems. And Google, why did they not flag up what they were searching oh, for? Oh, Google! Damn you, Google! And but Bebo. What's interesting is you've got a double-page spread here in the sun, and then here at the bottom, um, three little points, the MI5 mistakes. One, they didn't fully investigate contact between Adebolajo and a known senior extremist in the Ye- with the Yemen group Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. Two, failed to issue a report on contact between Adabawale and an extremist known as SOI Charlie. So, so they were watching these guys. Surveillance. They were watching these guys. Three, failed to ask for Adabawale's phone records, which would have revealed a link to an extremist known as Echo in the Yemen. That's um, literally, what, a twentieth of that double-page, front-page spread. A tenth, maybe. Uh, I, 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 the, the front page should be MI5, MI6, muffed it up. By the way, Facebook could perhaps have done a little bit more. Not Facebook! There's another, there's another story... It's kind of in a similar vein in the mail. It's in a couple of the papers. Horrible story uh, about a young lad, Breck Bednar, was married by uh, another lad, Louis Staines. I think that, that, that they were both 14 years old. That certainly was the young- married, was murdered. Was murdered. Did I say married? Yes. I'm so sorry. Uh, was murdered, right? They met playing a video game online. So the male attracted the boy fatally drawn to his online friend. A bright student but socially awkward, Breck Brednar was attracted by the relative anonymity of friendships formed on online forums. He and his killer, Lewis Danes, shared a passion for Battlefield 4, a violent video game played by thousands online. Players take the role of a US soldier called Daniel Recker, who battles forces controlled by a villain called Admiral Chang. It's filled with extreme realistic violence and players can use weapons, including machine guns, grenades, sniper rifles and knives to kill enemies soldiers it's not realistic it's a really really good game it's got an 18 rating they were 14 that's not the reason this boy was murdered also let's just take it back to the bit where it said thousands of people play online and don't kill each other well maybe this is the, I, I kind of make up that they're hinting there is a time bomb waiter the fella the kid that killed uh, breck bednar it, it was he did not kill him because of video games there's been a hey daily mail did you not see the study last month that an uh, american university has done that showed actually there's no link uh, between violence and uh, uh, in young people and video games people will always go nuts and kill people whether it's because they played a video game or they've played they've watched a film i, I always say john lennon was shot because the guy had read a book he'd read catcher in the rye so what, we ban books? But any scenario where you are making contact with people you don't know and meeting up with them is, is potentially dangerous, isn't go, it? There we go, you see. 08459 Do you want to do something and then we'll have a song? Yeah, go on then. Smoking rates in young men have seen their biggest yearly rise in over a decade. I thought smoking yes. was an old-fashioned thing. Get in things. there, fellas. We still got it. Males aged... Got any Rizzlers? Got any Rizzlers? 16 to 24. Got are, a light, mate. ...are booking the trend of an overall national fall. So Yay. 16 to 24-year-olds... I thought they were more interested in smelling like links and stuff than smelling like fags. Yep. Um, 26% smoked in 2013, up from 22% in 2012. The biggest rise since comparable records began in 2000. That's still not bad. When I was in the 90s, everyone smoked. Yeah. I used to go out to the pub with my mates and I would know where they were because they would be underneath a fog of thick black smoke. Kels, you got any, um, have you got any Rizzlers? Yeah. Yeah? You got any um, Golden Virginia? Yeah. You got any lighters? Yeah. Should we roll cigarettes and smoke them? Done it. Oh. Yeah. 
yourself again Oh, now it's half past eight You'd be late Tongue-eating louse has been found in Morrison's fish. I was just looking at that. Hey! 
It looks like a specimen that might be served up in the celebrity jungle. But this gruesome yellow parasite, right, actually turned up a lot closer to home. Inside a fish bought from Morrison's. A sea bass. I don't see bass where. It was. It was in the sea bass. I don't see bass where. That was um, the sea bass. Was uh, don't worry, I'll be happy. <laughs> Billy Bass, wasn't it? Yeah. Billy Big Bass, big, big fish. Yeah. Do you remember the Billy Bass cows? Big mouth Billy Bass. Oh. Big mouth Billy Bass. Big mouth Billy Bass. Big mouth Billy Bass. Big mouth Billy. They should make. I hope they come back this Christmas. Uh, mm. Don't worry, I'll be happy. <laughs> did you have one? No, my nan did. In the toilet? Yeah. My granddad used to have a gnome sitting on the top of his toilet that when you dropped your cakes went... Wee! <laughs> My mum had a gnome in her living room that uh, dropped its cakes and farted. Oh! Yeah. Aren't parents and grandparents horrible? Are they, aren't they common? Linda Gray is 74! And looking good. She looks hot for a 74-year-old. But mind you, these pictures are in slightly soft focus. Yeah, Everyone yeah. looks good on um, Loose Women. Um, uh, and uh, she's got, she had loads of makeup on and uh, false teeth. But fair play, 74. If, you know, in very brightly areas with a, pe- a slight squint, if I look like that, I'll be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would be. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would. Yeah, you would be. Three million of us would take a pay cut to work shorter hours. That means you want to work sh- part time, doesn't it? I'd do that. One in ten employees feel so overworked they would happily take a pay cut if they could mm. do fewer hours. You probably can if you ask your boss. Yeah, can I work less hours for, for less, less money? Pay. Uh, yeah, sure. That that actually helps me out. That's not an outrageous no. request, is it? No. I, I imagine some people would like to work more hours for more money as well. What if you wanted to work no hours for no money? You can do that as well, can't you? That's an option. It's either all, some of, or none. none. Yeah. Those are the options. I'm either going to do this job, the whole thing. Yep. Some of it, yep, or none at all. That sounds like a great deal. But it's up to the boss. That's how you've got it works. to ask. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to hear the uh, the recording of the dumbest burglar in the world, well, he's Luton. Possibly, possibly a burglar. Possibly. He might just be someone who didn't know his phone number. Uh, then go to facebook.com forward slash bbc three cr. Leave your comments there, and we'll read them out after this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, it's very heavy around Junction 9 for Redbourne and Robbie has called in to tell us that it's very foggy there at the moment, which is possibly what's making it slow. On the M25, anti-clockwise is looking very busy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. And in Brickettwood, on the North Orbit Road, it's also looking very heavy where the M25 meets the Junction 21A roundabout. Elsewhere, having a look at the... Uh, it's starting to build up on the A1M around Stevenage and also around Stevenage on the A602 between uh, through Bragbury end and looking at the train departure boards there are no reported delays at the moment but if you travel into London using the Bakerloo line on the underground it's suspended between Harrow and Wilston and Stonebridge Park because of a fire alert at Wembley Central. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.46, it's Tuesday the 26th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Violent homophobic crime is on the increase in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, but down in the police area, which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire. Police in Luton have released recordings of a suspected burglar phoning for a taxi from the house he'd just broken into. And in sport, Milton Keynes dons drew two all at home to Rochdale last night. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. It's a bit of a misty and murky start across all three counties, actually. It's a rather grey day out there, and it's not going to improve too much either. Outbreaks of rain, drizzle, it's really not pleasant at all. The maximum temperature struggling up to just 10 Celsius. It's not going to change too much overnight as well, and that includes the temperature. Staying misty, staying murky, widespread mist and fog overnight tonight, and uh, also some outbreaks of rain and drizzle. But the minimum temperature, most places barely dropping down at all, 8 or 9 Celsius, perhaps the coldest of spots down to around 7 but it's a mild night considering we are at the end of November. So a similar start to Thursday, another cloudy patchy rain, mist, murk around first thing but gradually it will start to improve drying out through the afternoon as the southeasterly breeze starts to pick up. Temperatures similar though at around 11 Celsius and that's your forecast. Thank you very much indeed for that. Now, just remind us, Catherine, about this gnome that your grandfather had, because there's some interesting <laughs> comments from Scott on Twitter that I can actually read today. So what did, you, what did it do? It used to sit on the, um, what do you call it, cistern. Yeah. And when you dropped your kecks, okay. it'd go... Right, OK. Scott says... <laughs> Hold on a minute. How did Kath's granddad's gnome know that you dropped your kecks? Did it have a camera? Suspicious. <laughs> If, no, it was a motion sensor. If, what was it? Sense? What motion was it sensing? This one. If, <laughs> if it really. <laughs> second tweet. <gasps> if it really did only whistle when you'd dropped your kecks, <laughs> I worry that you've been a victim of peeping Tom. <laughs> How dare you! Even though it's still only November, it's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. So today, I'm heading over to Bedford for their annual light switching on celebrations. I'll be based at the Bedford Swan Hotel, finding about all the stalls coming face to face with some reindeer, aye aye, and maybe meeting the man himself. Roberto Peroni. Live from Bedford's Christmas Light Switch On. Today from 3 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. He could be a sinner, arch gentleman. He could be a preacher when your soul is down. He could be a lawyer on a witness stand. But I'll never love you like I can, can. He could be a stranger. You gave a second glance It could be a trophy Of a one-night stand It could have your humor But I don't understand Cause I'll never love you like I can, can, can Maybe he's a mantra Keeps your mind in trance He could be the silent In this mayhem But then again He'll never love you like I can, can, can
I went. To, what's that? Um, that sex club in France that you're allowed to go Folie to? Folie Berger. Oh, flipping it! Or the Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. I had a friend who was a dancer at the Folie oh, Berger. Oh, flipping it! I've never seen such tired old dancing in my life. It was. We've got paid a fortune for that, and it was rubbish. What were we expecting? I was expecting a bit of glitz, a bit of glamour. Not like, it was like it was like going to Jerry Cottle's circus in 1976, but with more boob, <laughs> more nipple on show. You were show. expecting showgirls. I was expecting something. It was fib- you ever been to the Moulin Rouge d- daily? No. Hashtag stringies every day. Yeah. Well, stringies is, is classier than mm, the Moulin exactly. Rouge. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was expecting it to be like the film Mulan, but um, it was completely different. Waste of money. Well, uh, it was a waste. It cost an absolute yeah, exactly. fortune. You know, it's not 1972 anymore. You, you may no, have well, the name. You've got to go on. with the times. Hang on, you like stringies. Stringies has moved with the times. 1984, then. <laughs> a four-pound bottle of perfume can smell as good as Chanel. Yeah, um, I'll go along with that. What what uh, what scent do you use, Deals? Links. I, I go I go for links for the uh, deodorants and a bit of Shaw as well, mixed in nice little concoction there. Wow! And a um, little bit of Hugo Hugo for the aftershave. The thing is, if you use uh, a strong deodorant, for example, uh, Lynx Africa Mitchum, you have to spray it once every two days, Mitchum. Uh, well, it uh, drains. <laughs> trust me. Then trust me. I have to smell you. It masks the scent. Of your um, eau de cologne. Yeah, what happened with Insignia? They had the right idea, didn't oh, they? Oh, it's new Insignia, and, and it's, it's all, all over now. now. They don't do that anymore. That didn't take off, did it? It didn't take. I didn't take off that. It, basically, it was a shower gel, deodorant, shampoo, deodorant, yeah. and all in shave. one. Or one no. all over smell. Or one, one all over smell. Now you got to mix and match your smells. You need to have it individual. One thing for oh, this, yeah. one thing for that. You can't put it all into a one size fits all when it comes to smells. You can't do that. My, I use uh, Prada. Apparently, it smells like um, Jonathan Vernon Smith's dog, <laughs> but it doesn't last very long. I've taken. No, you get used to it. That's not the same thing. No. Well, can you smell it on me now? I can smell something. Well, can you smell the, the aftershave? Why is it on your hand? Oh, because you did that. Yeah, can you smell it? Um, yeah. Well, I haven't put it on today, so no, you're I, a liar. I can't smell it at all. You're a liar. I don't, I don't, no one does that. No one does that anymore, do they? Splash, Splash it, all, it over. all over. No one does that. You spray. Oh. That's a lot. 
I had a friend who used to put perfume on the back of her knees. I don't want to know why. <laughs> it's a, a pulse point. Yeah. Pulse point. So that, that aroma. That's why you need a little dab at the back of the ear. And that's why we put it on our wrists, Justin. It's I'm, a pulse point. I am very impressed. Thank yeah. you. But yeah. being very good at uh, massage, that's, uh, as you say, yes, a pulse point. Uh, also at the back of the neck as well. You can kill a man um, if you hit them hard enough uh, at the back of the knee. Yeah, somebody um, said that to me once before uh, in quite an aggressive manner. And I walked away. Oh. Was it Ian? No, it wasn't him. No, it was somebody else. How up who's been threatened by an actual real life murderer not me no Some, somebody Ian's strange hands walking up. my hands up kelly is your hand up no okay tell us the story ian well quickly we've got five minutes i was threatened by an actual real life oh here we go all right i'm gonna narrow it down even more let's see whose hand stays up who's been threatened <laughs> by an actual real life murderer that's appeared in a Beatles film. Guys, guys, has any hands gone up as a yes, result of that? Yes, yes. I was going to put, I nearly, but then you said Beatles. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, sorry, sorry, Justin? Mark Chapman. Mark Chapman didn't threaten me, and what Beatles film was he in? A Hard Day's Night? I no, don't think so. Mm, he was in a video, though, wasn't he? No. Was it? I was in a think news he report. Was. No, he wasn't. Was it a news report? No, okay. it wasn't. He was. He was in. All a, right, right. Calm down. There's a photograph of him getting a record signed by John Lennon. Okay. I was threatened, in case you hadn't picked up on it, by an actual real-life murderer, murderer, who appeared in a Beatles film. Go on, just tell us who it was. It was the um, midget from Magical Mystery Tour. Right. You're probably asking for it. No, I wasn't. He was being rude to Samantha Butler. Um, who I really, really fancied. We were stood outside Les Mis uh, on a school trip when I was 15 years old. He was being rude to her, and I fancied her, even though she was going out with uh, Rod, who later on beat me up. Not related to this story whatsoever. And he was a homeless little tramp, little wee fella. I went, hey, fella. I was 15, I was cocky, I was a bit drunk. Hey, fella, what's your language? Bit of respect. Then he turned on me, he turned. <laughs> His little body turned round. He, looked, he, he eyed me up and down, he went, right, you... Don't you mess with me. Do you know who I am? I said, no, I don't, but treat the lady with a bit of respect. He said, I'm Little Legs. This was his name. Don't think he was christened with it. Or maybe he was, I don't know. It fitted him anyway. About the only thing that did. I'm Little Legs, and I've killed for the craze, the Cray twins, not for the buzz. Yeah. And I will kneecap you and kill you. Ooh, we, all wow. la- we all laughed. We all laughed. The next week in the news of the world, Little Legs had been found dead. He was writing his autobiography. His story was absolutely true. He used to kneecap people for the Cray Twins. He was in Magical Mystery Tour with the Beatles. He threatened to kill me. Fun story. Um, Anyway, what are we getting Justin on for? Sorry? Justin. No, but just... just It's a great story. Fun story. Justin. Let that sink in, though. There's a serious news story you need to get out. It's like being being threatened by the Yorkshire Ripper. Well, no, it's not. Well, it is. It's not really, is it? You survived. I did, Justin, just. My my physical health is intact. (laughs) My mental health, I'm still not so sure about. (laughs) Still suffering all these years, huh? What are we going to get Justin to do? Talk about my murder story? No, I thought we were going to do homophobic abuse, but oh, yeah. it, feels, it feels wrong now. Homophobic abuse always feels wrong, Catherine. Of course it is, because it is wrong. There has been an increase in homophobic abuse, Justin, yep. uh, in this uh, area. We'll be looking at the stats just after 7 o'clock. What, what are we going to get Justin to uh, ask about it, Catherine? Are they surprised? 
Okay. Can People you take surprise. That? Can you take that to the streets? I'll take that to the streets. And later, just to flag something up, yeah. a shocking story. A lady in Hemel Hempstead, on her bike, yeah. going along the canal there, an unprovoked attack. Somebody pushed her in the canal. I've been down to the canal, talking to locals. Uh, some are very shocked about this. Yeah. Um, others can totally understand how this happened. You'll hear that report before eight. Shocking story. Justin, thank you very much indeed. We'll speak to you later on, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, blimey. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at the motorways on the CCTV cameras and the M1 southbound's very heavy around Junction 13 for Milton Keynes South and on the M1 as well between uh, around Junction 9 for Redbourne it's much heavier than usual around there. Caller Robbie told us that it's very foggy as well which is possibly what's making it slow. Having a look at the M25 anti-clockwise it's very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley and on the M1 A1M southbound it's very heavy between Junction 3 for St Albans and 2 for Wellham Green. Elsewhere in Luton on Vauxhall way the hearing reports that it's partially blocked because of a car that's broken down on the roundabout at Harridan Road and in High Wycombe, Marla Hill has some temporary traffic lights at the junction for Marlow Road and that is very likely to cause some delays later on Looking at the train departure boards and there's no reports of any delays at the moment but if you travel into London using the Bakerloo line it's suspended between Harrow and Wilston and Stonebridge Park. Samantha Breath talk- uh, Bruffy! Bruffy! <laughs> oh, you break my heart every time you mention another radio station. She did a talk sport again, guys. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, homophobic crime on the increase in beds and hearts, suspected burglar recorded ringing for a taxi, and Milton Keynes Dons have to settle for a point. BBC Three Counties Radio. Violent homophobic crime is on the increase in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, according to new research, but the Thames Valley Police area, which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire, shows a fall in the past two years. More from Ewan Duncan. In Hertfordshire, the problems doubled in the past 12 months, from eight offences to 16, while in Bedfordshire, it went up from 6 to 10. The Thames Valley Police area shows a fall in the number of offences from 42 in 2013 to 29. The numbers are based on a Press Association Freedom of Information Act request and go up to the end of October this year. Police in Luton have released recordings of a suspected burglar phoning for a taxi from the house he'd just broken into. The man dialed two taxi firms from the landline in the house at Wodecroft Road last month, but hung up after he was asked for his number. A flat screen television Television and other electrical items were stolen. Bedfordshire Police want anyone who recognises the man's voice to contact them. Be here, I can help you. Uh, can I have a taxi, please? Where from? Where from? Uh, what's your contact number? Uh, this one here. You have a private number, bro. Huh? Is it on private? Yeah, yeah. Uh... I don't know how to take off, it's on the landline bus. A new report says there's anger and frustration that people with learning disabilities are still being placed in institutional care rather than being looked after in the community. It accuses ministers of missing a deadline for transforming care in the wake of the Winterbourne View scandal three years ago, which exposed the abuse of patients at a private hospital. Protests are taking place across America over the decision not to prosecute a white police officer who shot dead an unarmed black teenager. The officer has 
told American television he had no choice but to open fire when the teenager charged towards him. Police are appealing for witnesses after a cyclist was pushed into the canal in Hemel Hempstead. The 29-year-old woman was cycling on the towpath off Two Waters Road at around 5pm last Friday when a man pushed her and her bike into the Grand Union Canal. There are calls for the Lib Dem leader on Milton Keynes Council to stand down in the wake of the taxi scandal. Former Tory leader Andrew Geary says Douglas McCall was too slow to take action after ex-mayor and Lib Dem Subhan Shafiq was found to have vouched for a serial rapist to be a taxi driver. Frankly, he has shown no leadership at all. He could have stopped this before it started by telling those who were guilty just to get out and we could have held our heads high and moved on. This has dragged on and dragged on because of his lack of action. And frankly, his position is no longer tenable. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons drew two all at home to Rochdale in League One last night. Will Grigg gave the Dons the lead, but they needed a Danny Green equaliser to earn a point. And in the Champions League, Manchester City came from behind to beat 10-man Bayern Munich 3-2, with a hat-trick from Sergio Aguero keeping alive their hopes of progressing. The weather dull and overcast, with outbreaks of rain, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash Three Counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Film critic Barry Norman talks about an evening of film soundtrack music that he's hosting at the Corn Exchange in Bedford. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel, and your stories. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning guys, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up... Rise in homophobic attacks. Well, it's, 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 a, it's doubled, but... Only to something like 16, 17, 18. Not that that's justifiable at all, but does it mean perhaps we're winning the war against homophobia? Woman pushed into canal on bike. And someone who may be the dumbest burglar in the world. We've got a great record- recording of someone that the police are suggesting may be a burglar. Phoning up for a cab. From the house he's just robbed. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Now, violent homophobic crime is on the increase in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire. That's according to new research. In Hearts, the problem has doubled in the past 12 months from 8 to 16. While in beds, it went up from 6 to 10. A freedom of information request for the Press Association reveals. Well, the Thames Valley Police area shows a fall in the number of offences from 42 in 2013 to 29 up to the end of last month. Well, Richard Lane is the spokesperson for the lesbian, gay and bisexual charity Stonewall. Morning, Richard. Good morning. Now, one is too many, but 16 in a year, uh, to me, I know it's it's double what it was, it doesn't sound, it's not as high as I was expecting it to be. Yeah, of course we would caution is is that we've done some pretty detailed YouGov polling that that showed that three quarters of people who had experienced homophobic abuse and that's 
anything from from being abused in terms of name calling and and, and things like that on the street to to really violent crime actually don't report it to the police anyway. So we would caution that, that these figures, whilst, whilst shocking anyway, are probably a little bit low in terms of the reality. Why don't people report it? I think it's fair to say that probably in the past the, the gay community and the police probably haven't had the most comfortable of relationships. Some people feel that they won't be taken seriously. Some people feel that the police would, won't care um, and that, that they, they won't be believed. Um, so we would caution that... that uh, that's certainly not true. The police do want to hear about these cases, and a number of police forces have been very clear that they need to to hear about this. And we would also say that some of the, the increasing figures is that people are, are more comfortable now in coming forward and reporting this. Yeah, because I, I thought, you know, the, 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 maybe I'm, I'm naive, and, and, and perhaps I am slightly, you know, because I work in a, in a, a sort of media world, I lived in London for a long time, it, where you kind of forget that if you live in London or near London, you're sort of in a little bit of a bubble, and in some places... Um, it's still, you know, not acceptable, but people still do shout homophobic abuse and do still are scared of gay people. Yeah, and actually, I would caution getting into London, for example, the figures in London remain pretty shocking, and I think there might be a little bit of complacency in terms of London is a, is a great, cool metropolitan city and that, that it's all fine. But actually, that's not the case in terms of the figures. And, you know, we might have been able to get legal equality, but, but changing hearts and minds is, is another matter. Did that have an effect, you think, that, that, that gay people being allowed to marry? Because I know we, we on this show uh, we had lots of people who were quite angry that gays have been allowed, gay people have been allowed to, uh, to marry. Do you think that, that, may have, that there may have been a backlash against that? I mean, I mean certainly some of the, the vitriol that we saw against... Richard? Um, I think certainly some of the, the vitriol that we saw um, in terms of the public debate... Um, almost did kind of push that that level of abuse back into the public space that we hadn't seen for a while um, in terms of people being able to to criticise people. I mean, we saw members of the House of Lords and MPs comparing loving, committed relationships to to bestiality, um, for example, which, you know, sends a pretty damaging message. (laughs) Yeah, it does slightly. Apparently my marriage has been demeaned by uh, the fact that gay people can get married. Never mind. Uh, what, What do the police need to do differently, if anything, Richard, in tackling these kind of crimes? I think we need to continue seeing the really clear message that actually we will take this seriously. We do want you to report it. And we are seeing that from police forces. Again, like I said, that some of this increase will be that people just feel a little bit more comfortable with being able to come forward and and report it. Uh, We need people to be clear that actually, if you don't feel able to go to the police, you can tell a friend, a member of your family, a work colleague who can report it for you as well. Um, So just keeping up those clear messages and, and, and telling people that, you know, we will take you seriously, we will listen and we are here to help. Richard, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. Richard Lane uh, from Stonewall. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Hey, we talked uh, uh, briefly about the um, the programme last night, about the, the, the paedophiles living next door. Do you remember? We spoke to the doctor who was um, uh, wanting to treat paedophiles. I didn't see the programme last night. I missed it. Um, I had two very, very naughty boys jumping about on my plums, if I'm completely honest. That's what was going on. Two boys jumping about on, the, on my plums, and then when they calmed down, one threw up all over me. So I didn't get to see it. Uh, if you saw it, could you give us a call and let us know your thoughts, please? Because um, I'd be keen to know. Remember, there, were, there, there was a, 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 ped- a gentleman who identified himself as a paedophile uh, called Eddie. 
Uh, and I just wonder what your if your reaction was different after having seen um, seen the programme. James is in Milton Keynes. Good morning, James. Good morning, Ian. How are you doing this morning? I'm, I'm, I'm not really feeling the vibe, if I'm honest, James. I'm feeling a little bit off uh, off colour, so to speak. But we'll get there. What can I do for you? I just want to, if you're feeling a little bit off colour, I was wondering, how old are you feeling today? Hey, that's a really good question. How old am I feeling today? I'm yeah, feeling about... every day is different, isn't it? And I'm just wondering, with all the... Oh. Hands up, hands up. Who's been threatened? Who's been getting by murderer? I thought you might be feeling very young. I'm feeling about 12 today, James. <laughs> I was going to say, that's probably accurate. That's not a ba- but... Do you know what? That's not a bad question. How old are you <laughs> feeling today, James? Yeah, to be honest, it's an exciting day for me. So oh, I'm God. actually feeling about nine. What's that, What's happening today then? Uh, I've got a job at my first massive client, so it's, uh, it's a very big, it's a small job but big client. So hey. I'm very excited. Oh, are, are you allowed to tell us what you do, or is it top secret? Oh, I wouldn't have to hurt you or anything, but no, I can tell you what I do. That's not a problem. Go on then. I, I, I install TV, satellite, aerial sort of systems, and AV. That's what I do. So, but, so it's a small job, but it's a big client. Yeah, I've got a preset installation to do at the Tate Britain this morning. Ooh! Do you feel nine years old? Hey, that's brilliant. Hey, bit of a name dropper. That's very, very exciting. And, and, and is, is there a chance of getting more work out of it, or are you just chuffed at the fact that Take Britain are interested in you? Uh, well, I'm chuffed about that, but you never know. It might lead to more things. I wouldn't want to kind of put all my eggs in one basket, but you never know. Hey, James, well, listen, thank you for that. And also, I, I do like that. What age are you feeling? Well, I, I'm going to nick that, if you don't mind. You can't go on, you can borrow that for a week, um, but next week I'll, I'll need it back again. James, thank you very much. I like that. How old are you feeling? About uh, 14. Yeah, I'm about 12 today. Yeah. He's, uh, Ke- Kelly, how old are you feeling? Always nine. Okay, here we go. I like that. It's a good question, James. doesn't really take us anywhere, but... I know Dealey's out and about. Maybe we can just get him to go up to people and ask them how old they're feeling. Yeah. That would be nice. 08459 455 555. Thank you. Uh, now, it's been a long time since I went to the raffle School of Gentlemen Cat Burglars. Um, I got kicked out of there in disgrace. But I seem to remember there are a few... Apparently, you're not supposed to leave a calling card like the Pink Panther. And yet I wanted to do that as my trademark. And they oh, said I thought no. that was the no. thing. You had to do it on a silver salver. No, they don't, uh, they don't let you do that anymore. But there are a few golden rules when it comes to uh, being a crook. And not calling a taxi from the scene of the crime is a biggie. Tupac. And yet it seems some plum has done that after burgling a house in Luton. Catherine's got the details. We've got this fella on tape, haven't we? Yeah, I love we this. I Be- love it. Beverage Police have released this tape in the hope that someone will recognise it and tell them who it is. What we do know is this fella called for a taxi in Wodecroft Road in Luton in the early hours of Saturday, October 25th. A home in that street had been burgled during the same night and offenders stole a number of electrical items including a massive telly. The taxi firm recorded the audio because because the caller couldn't identify the number he was calling from. They thought it sounded odd. Have a listen to this. Let's be here, I can help you. Uh, can I have a taxi, please? Where from? Where from? Uh, what's your contact number? Uh, this one here. You're in a private number, bruv. Huh? Is it on private? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to take off. It's on the landline, bus. Uh, uh, give me a mobile number, innit? Um, 079. Yep. No, uh, sorry, 078. 078. 94. Oh, hang on, I don't even know that. No, no, boss, it's all right, it's all right. It what? sounds as if he just caught himself giving his personal mobile number out. What thought, a Hang plum. on a minute, what did they teach me at the school of cat burglary? This I mean, it may be that this is a burglar. The police at the moment are not saying that. They're just saying that they believe he may have some but, information. But, but then he makes another phone call. Yeah, he thinks, right, I'll phone back. This time, I'll get round the old phone number thing. 
Hello, I can help you. Yeah, can I have a taxi, please, mate? Well, same call centre, man. Oh, is it same call centre? Yeah, yeah. No, no, that'll do with that, um, that number. You no, know, we take numbers out so the calls are recorded as well, innit? Alright, alright, no worries, no worries. Yeah. You can hear him um, um, thinking there because the fella just says, "Yeah, the calls are recorded too." Ah, uh, cool, bruv. Uh, no, cogs turning. Nuts. So this, the, the, what are the police saying about this? They, Paul Armour. They're not going to go as far as to say that this is their man, but Detective Constable Scott Hannam says they believe the man may have important information which could assist their investigation. He says, "I would urge anyone who recognises the voice or the man himself to contact police." And Scott Hannam is also keen to hear from anyone who has any information or saw a large <laughs> television being carried around the Woodcroft Road area oh. the night in question. If you can do either of those things, you need to call one hundred and one. If you want to hear the audio again, it's on. Uh, facebook.com forward slash bbc3cr I would urge you to um, for two reasons to share it with all of your friends one because it might help catch this fella and two because it's really funny it is really funny isn't it what a plum it's also if, uh, at bbc3cr or at Ian Lee travel news for beds cards and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio in Luton, Vauxhall Way is partially blocked because the car's broken down at Harridan Road on the roundabout that's causing some delays. In Chesant on the A10 southbound, it's looking very heavy at the moment on the speed sensors between the Great Cambridge Road at Turnford and the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. And on the A1 southbound, it's looking very heavy now between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. Having a look at the motorways in the M1 southbound, it's very heavy around Junction 13 for Milton Keynes South. And it's also looking very busy around Junction 9 for Redbourne, uh, with callers reporting that it's it's very foggy in the area at the moment, reducing visibility. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's looking very slow now between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And having a look at the trains, there's no reports of any major problems, but on the London Underground, if you use that to travel into London, it's suspended between Harrow and Wealdstone and Stonebridge Park because of a fire alert. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, thank you, Samantha. 7.16, it's uh, Tuesday, the Wednesday, the 26th of November. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Violent homophobic crime is on the increase in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, but down in the police area, which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire. Police in Luton have released recordings of a suspected burglar phoning for a taxi from the house he'd just broken into. And in sport, Milton Keynes dons drew tall at home to Rochdale last night. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, can I have a taxi, please, mate? Well, same call centre, man. Oh, is it the same call centre? Yeah, yeah. No, no, that'll do with that, um, that number. No, we take numbers out so the calls are recorded as well, innit? All right, all right, no worries, no worries. We've all got a horror story about a delivery, letter or a parcel. I waited in all day for it to be delivered, but it never arrived. I paid for first-class stamps, but it still took four days to arrive. What was the point? And on Monday, we're going to find out why. The JVS Show. I'll be joined by John Mayer, the man responsible for Royal Mail across beds, hearts and bucks. And you can ask him whatever you want. Why does the price of stamps keep going up so much? If you've got a question, email it to jvsshow at bbc.co.uk and we'll get as many of your points put to him as possible. A JVS Show Royal Mail special, Monday from 9, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
An internal council report into why a serial rapist was allowed to become a taxi driver in Milton Keynes was discussed last night. The ex-mayor of Milton Keynes, Subhan Shafiq, who vouched for him, has since stood down altogether from the council. Well, the issue came back to light, uh, came to light back in August, and last night was an opportunity for councillors to fully debate what happened. Labour councillor Brian White sits on the audit committee. Um, what questions did you ask of the chief executive, Carol Mills? Well, the committee last night received a report, and I think it's important to say that what the audit committee report showed was that this was a complete lack of judgment by some people. There were also some issues that needed to be resolved, and one of them is to make sure that uh, we treat um, the committee seriously, that we give proper training, and then on Monday there was a whole series of uh, um, training of the new counters on that. So um, there was a whole series of questions asked last night, ranging from, well, when did it uh, come to light? How have you done it? What are the actions for going forward? What are the actions for going forward? Well, there's been a complete um, change in um, committee members. The policy has already changed the Cabinet in September and will change, and there will be further changes in December as a result of the report last night. There will be um, changes in the oversight of that um, committee and uh, every single taxi driver. Um, will have been through a recheck of there. How's that going? Where, where, where are we with that? Well, we've done a number. I'm not sure the exact numbers, but four or five hundred out of the thirteen hundred. So it's a question of <coughs> sorry, um, moving forward and doing that as quickly as possible. Okay. Do we, do we have a, a, a date for when that will be well, done? The, at the end, the end of February will be when we'll have completed. And they'll be everybody. completed. Okay. But we've prioritised. Um, those who had um, a the uh, most um, issues that we were aware of. What, what do you mean by issues? Well, they had a criminal record on their um, on their DBS check or what I used to call CRB checks, but they cancelled. That every driver has to have a criminal record check. How, how many drivers have got criminal records? Well, it's well. If you, there was a survey done of the whole country. And they reckon that it's something like 40% of all men between um, 15 and uh, 50 have a criminal record yeah. of some kind. How, how, many, how many Milton Keynes cab drivers have got criminal records? I can't answer that question because I can't, uh, can't remember. Oh, I, I was given that figure, but I can't remember what it is offhand. But it's what we, when you're talking about criminal records, it can be for a traffic violation, it can be for anything. Of the um, drivers who have. Uh, um, got serious um, issues, the council has already taken action against those licence uh, holders and removed licences okay. from a number. So there, there are no people with um, convictions for sexual crimes working as uh, cab drivers in Milton Keynes anymore? What the um, policy is, is that it's not the policy of Milton Keynes Council to issue licences to people who are not fit to drive, and the very first question, and the training that was given on Monday to new counters, well, that's, that's the new. The first, the first question that you have to ask is: yeah. Would you put your sister, your mother, your daughter, your brother in this person's care? Yeah. And that's the very first question. This was an issue of judgment. They got it wrong. 
So um, there are no there are no there are no cab drivers there are no cab drivers in Milton Keynes now who have got um, convictions for sexual crimes. We are checking every single taxi driver, and where there is an issue, they will be reviewed, and if it's appropriate, the license okay. withdrawn. So there might there might be taxi drivers in Milton Keynes who have got convictions for sexual crimes. We are not aware. Of any, but you're not. But, aware, you, you, but you, you just said you don't know what all those crimes are. So there might yeah, be. So what we're saying is we are checking every single person. Now, 99% of those taxi drivers are honest, decent people, and they've had their reputation damaged by this, as has the whole city, as has the council. So the question that the audit committee had to address last night was: um, first of all, find out what happened. The report demonstrates that, and then. How do you rebuild reputations? Reputations are built up over years and can be destroyed in an instant. It has been destroyed. So the question the audit committee asked last night was, what are the steps that we need to take to rebuild that reputation? So just to clarify, there might be, you don't know if there are or not, there might be cab drivers what we're doing in Milton Keynes who've got convictions for sexual crimes. We're not aware of any. So there might we've be. We've done the checks. So, okay. uh, Therefore, what we're doing is checking every single person. OK, just to make sure that there aren't any that have got convictions for sexual crimes. Or, in, or anything that we should so be... So there, there might be. So what we've done is said that the people that um, uh, were reported uh, originally, we've been through those, and we're going through every single taxi okay. driver. So, so you, you don't and know... The, and those people who had issues, yeah. a number of licences have been handed in and are not driving in Milton Keynes. Okay. We are, everybody else is having their records checked and they're having to bring in their um, criminal record. Okay. So, so you don't know, you don't know. We, we hope, hopefully there aren't any cab drivers in Milton Keynes that have got sexual crimes, but, but as you just said, you, you don't know for sure. Well, nobody knows, and one of, one so of the reasons that we're doing yeah. it Good. is to uh, make sure that there, there isn't. And that's a process that takes time. Would you feel comfortable if uh, your wife got a cab in Milton Keynes? At this moment, yes. You would. But what I'm... More important is that we actually take the steps to make sure that this could never happen again. Are you going to stop um, councillors from making personal recommendations for drivers? Because they are open to, um, well, I mean, it, it, it could be said corruption or persuasion from outside forces. Well, one of the things that came out of this incident was the over-reliance on a reference from a councillor. And I think that was an, an issue of bad judgment. So will you stop councillors doing that? I don't think it's right that councillors should do it. Uh, one of the issues that the uh, Licensing Regulation Committee will look at on the 10th of December as a result of the recommendations last night is that issue. Uh, Douglas McCall, the Lib Dem leader, stood, stood up uh, for Subhan Shafiq for a long time, even uh, gave him uh, another prominent job. Should Douglas McCall step down? Um, I'm not going to get into um, slagging off ind- individual councillors. I think it, what we all need to do we all need to take responsibility for this. If it had been me, I'd have stood down immediately. But I think it's important that what we do now... So he should is, stand down? Well, I would have done. That's all I can say. Okay. If it had been me, I would have done that. But um, I can't tell another political party what to do, and nor, should it, nor would it be right to do so. But I think it was an error of judgment. I think there were a series of errors of judgments. I think what the council is doing... Uh, with both the chief exec and the leader, is to actually try and rebuild the reputation of Milton Keynes. And a number that, of steps have been taken to do that. Can that, reputation, can that reputation be re- rebuilt as long as uh, Mr McCall is the Lib Dem leader? Well, the 
it's up to them to decide who their leader is, and it's up to the people of Milton Keynes to decide who councillors are. Can, but can the, can the reputation of Milton Keynes Council, which you, you've said has been, has been damaged, can that... Um can that uh, be rebuilt with someone whose who's judgment, as you said, is, was so clearly wrong? We, what you're trying to do is to get me to uh, attack another political party, and I'm not no, prepared I'm to just do gonna, that. I'm just, ask, just trying to get you to answer a question, Brian, which you, you've been slightly reluctant to do for well, the last ten because, minutes. It's because I'm not going to go and slag off somebody. I think it's up to in, each of us individually and as our, our own political parties to take responsibility. We have taken responsibility for what's happened. We are trying to rebuild it. And we will do that uh, moving forward. With um, Mr McCall on board, well, despite his, his poor judgement and supporting a, someone that's now resigned? He's currently a councillor, he's currently leader of a group. And, and you well, back him well, as we, a councillor? We are where we are, and we need to actually move forward. But you're not. But I know. I know we need to move forward. That's why I'm asking you questions, Brian. Can you move forward with Mr. McCall there? Well, I can't tell the Liberal Democrats. I'm not asking you to tell them what to do. I'm asking for your opinion. Do you, Do you think Mr. McCall deserves to keep his job? I think anybody who makes errors of judgment should be held uh, accountable. And if you make an error of judgment, and if it had been me, I'd have resigned. Brian, thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Labour councillor Brian White, who sits on the audit uh, committee. I'm not trying to make anybody say anything. I'm just trying to. Uh Get some answers, that's all. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Just a reminder, we've been playing uh, a recording all morning of someone who police would like to talk to. Not saying he's definitely a crook. I think they're saying he's definitely a plum. Uh, it is it, it's suspected that this gentleman's voice is of uh, um, someone who may have robbed some houses, phoning up from one of the houses he may have robbed asking for a cab. If you want to hear it, facebook.com forward slash bbc3cr. Go and share it because A, it's a good thing to do and B, it's funny. It is funny, isn't it? What a not a plum. So Careful. Careful. What a naughty boy, I was going to say. If he did manage to get the taxi and then the taxi pulled up outside the house and then the guy gets in the back with a telly and all this sort of stuff. Kettles. Kettles. DVDs, slippers. What do you think the taxi driver would do? Where to, boss? Yeah? Yeah. Where to, boss? Yeah, because taxi drivers don't ask any questions. I find it really odd that the taxi driver would have um, reported it. Because they must get some right wallies phoning up, not knowing their phone numbers are. They must have had a suspicion. Well, I remember back in the day at college. Um, Do you want to tell this story? Probably shouldn't, actually, no. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 clockwise is queuing between Junction 22 for St Albans and 23 for the A1M. It's looking very busy around there. And the A1M southbound's very heavy between Junction 7 for Stevenage and 6 for Welling Garden City. Having a look at the M1 southbound as well, it's very heavy between the M1 Junction 10 at Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And in Luton, Vauxhall Way is partially blocked at Harridan Road on the roundabout because a car's broken down there. That's causing some delays through the area. Having a look at the A1 southbound, it's looking very heavy at the moment between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Hat Roundabout through the roadworks and in Chestnut the A10 southbound is looking very busy between the Great Cambridge Road and the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. Having a look at the trains there's no reports of any major delays but if you're using the Bakerloo line on the London Underground it's suspended between Harrow and Wilson and Stonebridge Park because of a fire alert. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Violent homophobic crime is on the increase in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, but down in the police area which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire. Police in Luton have released recordings of a suspected burglar phoning for a taxi from the house he'd just broken into, and protests are taking place across America over the decision not to prosecute a white police officer who shot dead an unarmed black teenager. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. And a two-all draw for Milton Keynes Dons at home to Rochdale last night. Quick could be in it now. Quick lob as a goalkeeper. And that is a wonderful goal. Here come Rochdale at the other end, though. And already there's a chance. It's gone in. It's a deflected goal. It's an own goal. I think Flanagan yeah. is the guilty party. Here's Noble Lazarus on the far side. Uh, he shoots and shoots well. What a goal. Phoebe in the area. Oh, great shot from a Phoebe. Took it well and Green gets the equaliser. And Danny Green has come on once again and got a goal for MK Dons. So Carl Robinson side fourth in League One five points behind leaders Bristol City but with two games in hand at this point he's not winning the USA but we've used our game in hand to go one point closer and that's all you can do if we would have gone past this game in hand and not got anything out we would have been even more disappointed Chelsea have qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League after a 5-0 win against Schalke in Germany Manchester City came from behind to beat 10-man Bayern Munich 3-2 at the Etihad with a hat-trick from Sergio Aguero keeping alive their hopes of progressing here's captain Vincent Company. it's not just us I think every team that wants to achieve special things uh, in Europe in, in, in the home league need a, a special player and, and obviously he's our special player so when he performs like he does today, he makes a lot of things possible that, that normally would be difficult. Tonight, Arsenal host Borussia Dortmund. Liverpool are away to Ludo Gretz. Watford midfielder Alman Abdi played an hour for the Hornets under-21s last night at Vicarage Road. Abdi was making his comeback after a shoulder injury he suffered a month ago. The FA are investigating after missiles were thrown onto the pitch during Luton's match at Burton on Saturday. They had to say any Luton supporter identified will be banned from Kenilworth Road for six years. Goals from Jack Jeb and Rory Deacon gave Stevenage a 2-0 win at home to Bishop Stortford in the Hearts Senior Cup last night. In Conference South, Hemel Hempstead lost 1-0 at Bath. In the Southern League, Premier Division Chesham won 3-0 at home to Hereford. And England's cricketers start their one-day series in Sri Lanka today. The first match starts at 9 o'clock this morning, our time. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at 8. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Could you have had a steam? Have you just had a steam? Have you just had a steam? A steam? A steam? A steam? Have you just had a steam? A steam? I had a steam this morning, yeah. What's your beef, Boyle? Oh, I keep spilling so... coffee everywhere. Stop it, oh, stop it. And will you stop saying that as well? Because I keep getting plums come up to me saying that. What? What's your beef, Boyle? Hey, Boyle, what's your beef? <laughs> That's going to be your spin-off oh, show. When this series gets cancelled, then you'll get, your, you'll get one series, six episodes of What's, uh, what's Your what's Beef, Boyle? Beef? I very rarely have beef. I've just got a, a surly attitude, generally. You're, you've been really cobby the last um, mm. two years. The last tw- uh, 37 years, yeah. What about the six years before that? <laughs> I'm not really in the mood to do the show I today. No, well, but you must, and you must speak to Dennis, who's uh, on the line now. Why do I want to speak to Dennis? There'll be a horrible echo, and he'll be miserable. Well, let's give him a try. There's the echo, Dennis. Yes. Yeah, you're right. What do you want? What listen, do you want? listen. I'm t- De- I feel 25 this morning. Dennis, you, we we don't have to do this if you don't want. No, that's quite all right. Oh, you made me laugh this morning. I must admit. Oh. 
little first okay. time for everything. Well, no, it was only reporting this idiot uh, burglar. Where the hell was he going to take that big television? I mean, having got a cab, he's yes. got to tell the cab where to go. Yeah. So is he going to park it outside his house while he struggles in this dumped? The man was an idiot. If, if they catch him, they should send him to an asylum. I don't think he'd thought the whole thing through. He no. don't know. A, a burglar, surely. A cab burglar, <laughs> I like, in the middle of the night, puts things in his pocket, that's all, that he can walk he, out with. So, walk out with a damn big television. So romantic. Here's the thing. Why do, when we are um, um, uh, laughing at poor people who get benefits, as we're often encouraged to do by various newspapers, why, when it's listing their, um, their assets that cost a fortune, why does it always say, flat screen TV? <laughs> all TVs are flat... Bless you. All I'm TVs are flat now. screen now. They only cost like 100 quid. No, they're curved now. I saw them are curved. Oh. Yeah, I had get, a dr- with the, get with the programme, Daddy. I had a dream I was in Australia last night uh, at a hostel, and their flat screen TV was broken, but it used to be mine. And then they were trying to murder me. <laughs> That's not a dream. What? That's a really, really boring story. Yeah. Other people's <laughs> dreams are really boring. Just ask Martin Luther King. Oh, no. Whoa. What? Whoa, back Mate. Up. Dennis. Yes. Anything else? Not really, no. I just said you wanted to know what, how people felt. How old morning. you are, yes. 25. OK, thank you very much indeed. How are asking how old do you feel this morning? What's wrong with your eyebrow, mate? Um, what's, your, what's your eyebrow beef? I think I've been bashed in the eye. Hey. Yeah. Oh. Probably by a child. Sorry. Feels like a pointy injury. Finger? No, Ian, probably an is, elbow. What is that finger you have? Um, it's That's f- mine. It's Kath's spare bird. It's out of the, it's out of the Beano, the uh, Halloween edition. This is what I don't it's like glory, about isn't it? comics these days, right? Because you used to get a, a, a gift in a comic maybe once every three yeah. months. And what would it be? A bit of Highland Toffee, one of those, those folded up bits of paper, those thwack. But now there's a gift. The kids don't choose the comic on the on the story on the characters. They choose it on the gift. But the Beano, that's unusual for the Beano to do a free gift. They're quite good. They they they're based. Come here, on I want to work with you. You come here. No, come <laughs> yeah, here. Barbie magazine Go away. or Hello Kitty, and you're paying for a piece of plastic that is going to be really annoying. It's going to have loads of bits. Stickers, stickers, and toys. Stickers and toys. That's what they choose on the basis of. Stickers and toys. 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 That sounded like a madrigal. Yeah, because I'm, I'm brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm magic. Magic. I think I've got a problem. Mm. Whenever you sing, yep. I instantly join in, yeah. even though I never know the words. You missed this yesterday. Dealey's t- we're we, we going to go big time this year. We didn't yeah. follow the marketing. This time we're going to go big on Christmas time, la 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 la. No, no, no. Yeah. Dealey is going to take this uh, turntable hit to the streets and we are going to make pounds, pounds, pounds. I'm looking for a banking. Pounds, 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 pounds. I'm looking for a good time. That song's rubbish. What song? As is Christmas time, la 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 la. Just, la. <laughs> hey, we've got some text. Yeah, go on, because we haven't got any content. Steve says, any news about the guy attacked by the rhino last week? Stephen Hemmel, we'll find out. I presume he's still in hospital. Yeah. Um, uh, and again, uh, I've tried two days in a row to find out any news of the guy gored by a rhino. Does nobody care? Says Stephen Hemmel. Yes, we do care. We'll find out. Robin Watford has a question. 
Christmas. It's not time. even December. La 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 la. It's Christmas time. <laughs> la 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 la. It's Christmas time. I hate this. La 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 la. I hate this time of year. Christmas time. It's making me hate Christmas. La 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 la. It's Christmas time. Are you really? La 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 la. It's Christmas time. La 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 la. Christmas time. La 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 la. It's Christmas time. La 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 la. It's Christmas time. La 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 la. It's Christmas time. La 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 la. It's Christmas time. La 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 la. It's Christmas time. La 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 la. It's Christmas time. La 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 la. Make it stop. What, the silence? Yeah, I can do that. It's Christmas. Oh, no! Come on, let me read the text. If that burglar is so stupid, how come they haven't found him yet? Oh! For two months, says Robin Watford. No, one month. Touche. Touche. Touche, touche. Maffin Hanslope, he sounds so thick, he'll probably call in and say it sounds like himself. What a numb person, says Maff. You can say numpty. No, he wasn't saying that. What? A num bum? Num, no. Things squirrels like. Oh, num nuts. <laughs> you can't say that. say that. Uh, Pat says, all right, on a different subject. Yes, at last. This Labour subject. Council that Brian White does not know if there are any more taxi drivers with sexual offences and it will take time to find out. No, it does not t- take time to call taxi drivers immediately to produce their CRB checks or whatever they're called now. The council licensing officers can do it straight away. This Labour councillor is the first politician not to criticise another political party in history, but amongst many he will never give a direct answer to a question. He should resign. Oh, now he's being called for his resignation. He should resign along with a whole mob. (laughs) They can't all resign. He should not resolve this issue and losing fares for taxi drivers in Milton Keynes due to them all dragging their heels, says Pat, who's who's... crazy about it uh, you're a plum if you start the Christmas song you're going to loss a listener Christmas it made me time. cringe says Craig la, 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 la. you're going to loss a listener Christmas time la, 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 la. you're losing Craig Christmas. women should worship page three don't be ridiculous who's on it no this is by Emily Clarkson she's a feminist and the daughter of Jeremy Clarkson oh, isn't it <laughs> who would have thought she'd be a feminist Rarely does a day go by without a row breaking out over women's body sizes. However, it's not blokes making catty comments online and in print, but women. The Sun has campaigned for the catwalk to embrace curvy girls, such as Page Three's Lucy Left. Wow. Rather than skinny models. Here, one feminist writer urges women to do the same. Excuse me. Feminist writer. Is this her first article? She got it in The Sun. Mm. Not many young writers do that, unless they're Jeremy Clarkson's daughter and they're saying something ridiculous. Women should worship page three. Yeah, you go. Ladies, says Emily Clarkson. Is it important that she's Jeremy Clarkson's daughter? Well, she's calling us ladies as well. That sounds like well, a is, woman, is, it? is No, seriously. Uh, is it I important? would suggest that she wouldn't she's have got, got a way paper in. if she wasn't Jeremy Clarkson's yeah, daughter. Yeah, she's got a way in. Well, have we, we, we've not read the piece. We don't know if it's, it could be excellent. You know where my first piece went? Warrington Guardian. Didn't go straight into the sun, page three. I know exactly where your first piece went. Oh, wow. Your jeans are really riding very low. I'm a batty rider. When your jeans are riding low like prisoners. That's not what that means. <laughs> What's the phrase then? I thought it was that. Oh, a low dear. rider? Okay, <laughs> that's it. I'm really sure. <laughs> Low, a, a low rider. Anyway, what's Miss Clarkson saying? I'm sure it's really informed. Ladies, it's time ladies. for a, it's time for a nasty amnesty. She speak your language. It's the ladies' yeah. perspective. Yes, feminists. Feminists do address each other with the word. I'm ladies. talking about the the constant harping criticism and judgment of other women. I'm doing it now. 
Just hand those opinions over, girls. No consequences. Try as we might to blame them, it's not men killing the curvy women. Does it's she say us. sisters in there? No. Does she say sisters? She won't say sisters, she'll say chicks. Oh. Men didn't come up with the idea of thinspiration. Men don't understand the thigh gap. I don't. For years we've acknowledged and tried to fight the size zero is normal society, but perhaps not look deep enough to find it. Did you know that Adele was on the cover of the worst-selling issue of Vogue magazine? This is the woman with ten Grammy Awards, twelve Billboard Awards, a Golden Globe and an Oscar, and a baby, and a husband that loves her. Did you also know that Beyonce's cover of Vogue outsold Michelle Obama's? Well, of course you do. You bought it. Didn't. Didn't. Because it's not men buying these mags. They don't care that the cape has come back or what moisturiser will sort out this winter. Do you know what wow. men... so thus dismissing the whole female magazine market. Do you know what men do buy, though, en masse, every day? The Sun newspaper. That's what. The Sun. Home of page three girls. And what do all these women have? Mm. Boobs and hips and smiles. And they have them out. So basically, she's going on to say, it's a long old piece, um, why, uh, why have, uh, you know what they say? Uh, you know what they are? Co- gorgeous, healthy, confident, happy women. So why do some people are have they? such, why do some people have such a beef with it? Why are feminists criticising it all the time? I'm a feminist um, and I love it. I'll tell you why. Go on. Because these women, how old is, uh, how old is Lacey? Uh, I'm going to say 23. Does it not say? Normally it says. Well, it's not a proper... Sometimes it gives her a ridiculous thing that she's supposed to have said, just to take the mickey out of her further. Let's see. Uh, Lacey, Lacey is 22, yeah. OK, 22. How old do you think the general readership of that, that newspaper is? Mm, I mean, not mentally. I 55? Mean, yeah. Is that OK? I've got to the point where I'm more conscious of other women looking at what I'm wearing on the street than I am of men looking at my bum. I'm scared of these women. We need to stop this. We need to pull ourselves together, girls. We need to be proud of each other and happy for each other. If we can't even fight for one another, what chance do we stand? Wow, that's, that's the weirdest, non- most nonsensical defence of page three I've ever heard in my life. Peter's in Warmer Green. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. What would you like to have a whinge about this morning? I just wanted to point out to you that I did an advert a few, several years ago and there was four of the page three girls there then and now zero size zeros. They're very tiny girls. Maybe the, the parts of them don't look tiny, but they really are. What does size zero mean, Peter? Very small. No. Pert, if you like. It doesn't mean pert. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're page three girls. They're generally quite short. They're normally about five foot two. Yeah. Um, and very slim. Yeah, very, very slim. It's and that, very, well, very tiny. All right. What? Backsides. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Peter. Sounds like you had a, you had a good old look. Well, no, not really. What advert were you doing with a load of page three models? We did the one where up? the where they fired the cannons in the film. Then that 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 sort what? of long advert. What uh, for the sun? What on earth are you talking about? There was an advert they did. Yes. Uh, where they at the end of the advert they yeah. fired a couple of cannon. Yeah. And they had bounces. crowds of different people there. Yeah. 
bowlers, etc., etc., all sorts of people. Bowlers, etc., 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 etc. Well, I did that, and there was four of the page three girls there, and they were very tiny girls, actually. Yeah. And it was very pleasant, too. It's, a, it's, it's, a, <laughs> were they in their bras and pants? Well, they had to, on the, uh, part of the advert was as they, as the camera went past them, they, they opened their gown, really. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, it's an outdated concept, though. It's silly and it's rubbish and it's lazy and it's embarrassing, isn't it? I don't think... uh, Actually, uh, for normal people, it's not doing any harm whatsoever. Well, listen, we've got a a correspondent from from Belgium. Katia, what do you think about page three? So, boobs is not news. What would you like to say to Katia, (laughs) Peter? I think that's... She's quite right. They're not. (laughs) But still, you like a a good look first thing in the morning. I just thought I'd mention it, seeing, seeing as you you was talking about a pay free. Thank you, Peter. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's looking very slow between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for the A1M. And on the A1M southbound, it's looking very busy between Junction 3 for St Albans and 2 for Wellham Green at the moment on the cameras. Looking at the M1 southbound, it's very heavy between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 13 for Bedford. And on the A1 southbound, it's very slow between the St Neots Junction and the Black Hat Roundabout because of the roadworks in place there. In Luton, Vauxhall Way, we're hearing reports that it's partially blocked because a car's broken down at Eaton Green Road on the round about and that's causing queues now to Hitchin Road and in Hemel Hempstead the A41 southbound is very slow between Two Waters Road and the Hemel Hempstead turnoff and the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. On the trains the London Overground is suspended between Watford Junction and Queen's Park because of a fire by the tracks near Wembley Central and that's also causing severe delays on the Bakerloo line. Smart the Breath BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you. Right, 7.47. It is uh, Wednesday the 26th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Violent homophobic crime is on the increase in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, but down in the police area which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire. Police in Luton have released recordings of a suspected burglar phoning for a taxi from the house he'd just broken into. If you want to hear those recordings, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Quite a misty and murky start to the day. There's a lot of low cloud. There's mist and fog. There's outbreaks of rain. It's just a grey day. It's not going to improve too much either, I'm afraid to say. If we're looking at the bright side, we're getting less rain than the eastern side of uh, the country. So that's all good. We do still have this rain, though, so it is rather damp. The maximum temperature is going to struggle as well, just 10 Celsius. Overnight conditions aren't going to change too much at all. This mist and fog will become widespread. Further outbreaks of rain. The temperature is also not going to change too much. It's not going to drop down really at all. Between 7 and 10 Celsius, the minimum temperature, so very similar to today's daytime values. Um... As we head into tomorrow morning, it's a similar start to the day tomorrow. A bit of mist and murk, some rain, but it is a gradual improvement. A southeasterly breeze starts to pick up tomorrow afternoon. That helps to just move the cloud around a little, so it should start to dry out. We'll get some brighter spells tomorrow afternoon. The maximum temperature up to 11 Celsius, and that's your forecast. Giza. Your world is full of the things that are most important to you. Now the County Council's wondering if it can take the buses away too by building bus tunnels underneath. From what's happening in the next street to what's happening in the next town. The fire was at its peak at around nine o'clock when there were 60 firefighters and 20 engines here. You don't want to just know about it. 
you want to really understand it. It's a busy road this is for cyclists. Do you think it should be a legal requirement that cyclists have to wear helmets? Your local news matters on BBC Local Radio, TV and online. 08459 555555 is the telephone number. We've heard on this programme about the dangers that cyclists face when they're out on the roads. However, it would appear that nowhere is safe for a cyclist after a woman was pushed off her bike on a towpath in Hemel Hempstead into the canal. Police are investigating the incident, which happened Friday evening alongside the Grand Union Canal near B&Q. Justin Dealey, you've been down to that section of the canal, haven't you? I have indeed. What have uh, locals been saying? Went down there yesterday. Not a nice day to be along the canal. Some people are very shocked about this. Other people, well, surprisingly, they can understand why this has happened. Sorry? Yes, I know. Incredible. Some um, shocking audio coming up here. Here's what local people had to say. Well, I've, I think that's rather sad. I think that's rather unfair and rather... Sad. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I sympathise with the cyclists. I don't think. Mm. I mean, I don't like it that people get sort of pushed into the canal. I've heard it's rather dirty water. If the person who did this is listening to this broadcast right now, what's your message to that person? I'd say apologise, and if you're going to do this, you should stop immediately before you get into deeper trouble. Because people, the law are going to be after people who do these things unprovoked. Afternoon, sir. What's your name? Graham. Graham, you're a walker, aren't you? Yeah. A keen walker. Well, not on. Come on, you're a keen walker. I can walk, so I do. Lovely. Okay, you made up for the occasion, Graham. I'm going to shock you now. A cyclist has been pushed into the canal. An unprovoked attack. Won't What's your reaction? Won't surprise me one bit. This is life today, mate. You know, I've seen worse. I've seen fights over nothing in pubs. I've seen fights in parking yeah, spaces. Yeah. Pushing in the canal is missed back to life. Graham, let's stick to canals, okay? Yeah. Have you seen cyclists pushed in that canal before? No, no, but I've nearly felt, pushed in. I felt like doing it myself, to be honest with you. Ooh, why? Well, I'm right walking along there, and they come up behind you. They think they got the right away. Out the way, they say. So I said, well, what makes you, what gives you the right to have the right away? Because years ago, you used to have to have a permit to ride your push bike on. Are you condoning? Somebody no, being pushed no, into the canal no, here, Graham. But I, I can understand these things happening from past experience. They think they've got the right of way, and then another person, you go along there, they've got Bell on their bike. All right, you hear it, you move out of yeah. the way. Oh, come on, man to man here. Man to man, no, how no. close have you been to pushing a cyclist in the canal? No, I'll no, be honest. I wouldn't do that because I'm not, I'm 66, I'm not fit enough now, but uh, 10 years ago, I, you know, got more aggressive. So you would have done it 10 if years they, ago? If they get aggressive with me, yeah, of course I would. There you go. Flipping heck. I know. I'm a little speechless at that, Just. I was as well, and um, other views from people along that... Uh, uh, that canal, again, equally as, as shocked as the first person, but um, again, other people kind of backing up what Graham was saying, that, that some of the cyclists, let's just say they aren't very courteous along that particular stretch of canal, but, oh. you know, pushing somebody in, that's taking it way too I far. I don't know the area, Justin. How wide is, is that pathway that the cyclists will be passing pedestrians on? I mean, it's relatively tight, so if you're coming along that canal on a bike, somebody would have to move to the side for you. There's yep. certainly not enough room for for, for people to be walking down there along cyclists. And, and Graham makes the point about the bell. I think that, that he's saying that some of the cyclists that go along that canal, they are a bit arrogant and they just come along. So as far as he's concerned, he can understand, as shocking as it may sound, he can understand why somebody may have lost it 
and pushed a cyclist into that canal. Justin Cracken report. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Jimmy Walsh runs off-road rides for Hemel Hempstead Cycling Club. What, what do you think to some of those voices you just heard, Jimmy? Well, it's a shame that people feel that it's okay to assault someone in public because they're riding a bike. Personally, I think it's uh, rather shocking to hear an old man say if he was 10 years younger, he'd be happily pushing people into the canal. Uh, Have you experienced uh, aggression like that when you've been out on your bike? Um, Every cyclist, when they're riding on the roads, will occasionally come across people who are, uh, let's say, angry towards cyclists. But generally speaking, uh, if you ride courteously, people respect that. And as a cycling club, we definitely encourage people to uh, ride with courtesy for other road users, pedestrians, cars alike. Now, we often hear of beef between um, drivers and cyclists, but very rarely, I've I've not particularly heard of of beef from pedestrians towards cyclists. Uh, It's not something I've personally encountered. Um, Whenever we have off-road rides, which often do take in uh, areas where there's... um, so pedestrian use, solely pedestrian use and, and shared use, um, we would always be very careful about making sure that we announce our presence if we're coming past people, uh, saying we're coming on the left, coming on the right, making sure that we're slowing down so that we're not uh, hearing past people. So I think with careful, courteous riding, these problems can mostly be avoided. Unfortunately, they're not, well, they're there not- are ignorant people out there who... Uh, someone who's prepared to push a woman into the canal at night is probably someone to be avoided at all times. Who knows what they would oh, do? Oh, he sounds like a complete nut of dodgepot. There are ignorant uh, uh, motorists and uh, pedestrians. There are ignorant cyclists as well, aren't they? Aren't there? Well, I mean, there is ignorant people who do everything. Uh, you can't tar all cyclists with the brush of one person that's done something bad. Of course, some cyclists do go through red lights, but that doesn't mean all cyclists do. It doesn't give anyone the right to treat them badly on the roads. Too often, people use the example of the one bad cyclist to tar all cyclists with the same brush, and it gives them the license then to to ride uh, drive aggressively or shout at cyclists. The amount of times where, as a group ride, we've been riding very carefully on the roads and people have come past just giving us inches to spare, which is incredibly dangerous. People, uh, people some people, again, not, not everybody, but the significant, we will get phone calls on the back of this from people who hate cyclists. Don't just dislike them, don't find them irritating. Hate cyclists. Where, where do you think that comes from? I, I, I really don't understand this. Personally, um, I, I, I have encountered it. I've had people shouting, spitting at me as I'm riding past. Um, I take my daughter to school in a trailer in the back of my bike. I've had uh, cars come past me uh, screaming abuse. Oh. I don't really understand why this happens. All I can think is that people are uh, either running late for something and they feel that the four or five seconds that they get held up for by a bike going slowly is it, some massive inconvenience to their right to drive their car at whatever speed they like. In the most part, if you need to bike on the road, you may be inconvenienced for 30 seconds while there's a, you find a safe place to pass them. Uh, most cyclists will you know, give you the space, but only when it's safe for them. Jimmy, nice to talk to you this morning. Thank you very much indeed. Jimmy Walsh um, is a member of the Hemel Hempstead Cycling Club. Over to you. I open the phones up to you about this, and I know we'll get loads of people saying, oh, flipping cyclists, arrogant, smug so-and-sos. And there are dodgy cyclists that jump through red lights and, and do things they shouldn't, but then there are 
dodgy car drivers that jump through red lights and do things they shouldn't, and dodgy pedestrians that cross the road. Well, you know, d- 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 there are examples in all fields. Let's just put the question out there. And it's slightly loaded, but you can come back on the other side of it as well. The question I'm going to ask is, why do you hate cyclists so much? I had a row with a cyclist on Friday. He was a plum, but... Why do you hate cyclists so much? It was on the radio, it wasn't on a road. Why do you hate cyclists so much? Now, if you don't hate them, you can come back and tell me why, but I, I, I want to kind of load it ever so slightly, because I want to find out from those people who do dislike cyclists immensely why they do. 08459 455 555. There are... Um, th- th- there does seem to be more hatred towards cyclists than pretty much any other group, than the Poles and the Romanians, than travellers, than uh, car drivers, than pedestrians. So, last hour of the show, we can uh, take some of your calls on this, please, dear listener. Why do you hate cyclists so much? What's your beef with those people who get on bikes and ride? What are they doing wrong? 08459 455 555. You can send us some texts as well. 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Uh, you can also uh, go to the Facebook page, uh, and there you will find the audio of a bumbling burglar calling up for a cab from a house that he may have just burgled. Oh, uh, Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound is looking very heavy at the moment on the speed sensors between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 13 for Bedford. And in Luton on Vauxhall Way, it's partially blocked because of a broken down car at the Eaton Green Road Junction, and that's causing queues to Hitchin Road at the moment. In Beaconsfield on Amersham Road, it's starting to get busy between, uh, southbound between Ledborough Lane and the A40 London Road. And into High Wycombe on Marlow Hill, it's starting to get very slow around there as well. On the trains, the London Overground is suspended between Watford Junction and Queen's Park because of a fire by the trucks at Wembley Central. That's also causing severe delays on the Bakerloo line. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha! Why do you hate cyclists so much? Is that why, Justin? That's why, thank you. He's just uh, given me a very graphic description. We'll take your calls on that and bumbling burglars after the news with Simon Oxley. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. The headlines rise in homophobic crime in beds and hearts. Facebook defended over Lee Rigby killing and suspected Luton burglar recorded calling a cab. BBC Three Counties Radio. Violent homophobic crime is on the increase in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, according to new research. In hearts, it has doubled in the past 12 months, from eight cases to 16, while in beds it went up from six to ten. But the police area, which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire, shows a fall in the past two years. Inspector Jim Willis is from Thames Valley Police. Hate crime is, is certainly a priority for us. One hate crime is, is one hate crime too many. What we did last year, we introduced lag lows, which are lesbian and gay and trans gays and officers. But let's be trained to work with victims to investigate officers to provide a more sensitive and effective response, which I think shows the, the, the level of commitment that we, that we show to, to dealing with homophobic hate crime. 
The government's being warned it's unfair to ask internet companies like Facebook to monitor all their postings for possible terrorist content. It emerged yesterday one of the murderers of Fusilier Lee Rigby posted online that he wanted to kill a soldier. Richard Barrett is a former director of MI6. Facebook has, what, about five billion posts a day. So clearly on a worldwide basis it would be almost impossible to deal with the amount of stuff that was referred. And even if you took out all the pictures of kittens which were put up, you'd still be left with an awful lot to go through. And so it would be an enormous task. Two Bedfordshire police officers are due to go on trial today in connection with the alleged assault of an autistic man in Luton. The case at Aylesbury Crown Court is due to start this afternoon. It's claimed that Farouk Ali, who's 33, was punched as he watched dustmen outside his home. Protests are taking place across America over the decision not to prosecute a white police officer who shot dead an unarmed black teenager. The officer has told American television he had no choice but to open fire when the teenager charged towards him. Police in Luton have released recordings of a suspected burglar phoning for a taxi from the house he'd just broken into. The man dialed two taxi firms from the landline in the house at Wodecroft Road last month but hung up after he was asked for his phone number. A flat screen television and other electrical items were stolen. Bedfordshire police want anyone who recognised is the man's voice to contact them. Uh, can I have a taxi, please? Where from? Uh, what's your contact number? Uh, this one here. You're on your private number, bro. Huh? Is it on private? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to take off. It's on the landline bus. Police are appealing for witnesses after a cyclist was pushed into the canal in Hemel Hempstead. The 29-year-old woman was cycling on the towpath off Two Waters Road at around 5pm last Friday when a man pushed her and her bike into the Grand Union Canal. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons drew two all at home to Rochdale in League One last night. Will Grigg gave the Dons the lead, but they needed a Danny Green equaliser to earn a point. The weather dull and overcast with outbreaks of rain, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Film critic Barry Norman talks about an evening of film soundtrack music that he's hosting at the Corn Exchange in Bedford. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy show this morning. We'll play the audio, the recording. I hate saying the word audio. It's a real radio term. We'll play the tape of the burglar a little bit later on. It's brilliant. He calls a cab from the house he's just burgled. What a plum. If you want to hear it before uh, we play it on air, then go to facebook.com forward slash bbc3cr. Do share it. A, because you're doing a worthwhile thing sharing it. B, because it's funny. You can have a cab, bruv. Talking about that. Also asking, why do you hate cyclists so much? Cyclists that was pushed into the canal last week. Why do people hate cyclists so much? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. John's in Dutchworth. John, why do you hate cyclists so much? I wouldn't say I hate them with a passion or anything like that. 
bud? Uh, weekends and stuff. We've got a lot of cyclists around our village. Um, and they, they bunch ride. They, they won't move over. They take up more than half the road in a, in a fairly narrow area. Um, they won't move over. Now, I was always under the impression that they're supposed to go down a sort of single part or let the motorists well, pass. Well, I thought that as well. And I remember having a discussion, probably an argument, with a cyclist on this show a few months ago. Uh, and apparently, they don't have to go down to single file. Well... Perhaps someone ought to look in the highway code. In as a professional driver, I should probably know it anyway. But we should we should uh, all know the highway code inside and out, John. We we should do. Um, but that, that gentleman you had on the radio a short while ago, yeah, he wouldn't take any, I say, responsibility. He, he seemed to be quite ignorant towards the motorist. Uh, he was on his he was sort of uh, a cyclist. Cyclist for basically gods, as far as he was concerned. That's how it came across. I don't. I, I should have asked him, and I must remember to ask this every time we have a cycling expert on. Do they drive? I, I would imagine that Mr. Walsh we spoke to probably drives. Do you cycle? Uh, I have cycled. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got bikes when we go on holiday and stuff like that with the caravan. We throw the bikes in the back of the van, and um, myself, the wife, and the kids, we do cycle around. Um, but now the problem is uh, between Welling Garden City and Hatfield, there is a cycle track, uh, pavement cycle track. And yeah. they don't use that. They cycle in the road um, through traffic lights that they don't need to use, roundabouts they don't need to use. Yeah. They complain when there's no cycle paths, cycleways, and when the government supply them, or local authorities supply them, they won't use them. So what is either person supposed to do? John, thank you very much indeed. Wendy in Watford, why do you hate cyclists so much? Wendy? Oh, you, Wendy, you're there. Wendy, why do you hate cyclists so much? I am a cyclist, but I am a cyclist that will not bunch up um, when cars trying to get past. Last, the year before last, we nearly missed our ferry because we were limited to sort of 10, 15 miles an hour for about 30 miles. The M25 was closed. We were trying to get to a, to a ferry over in um, from, uh, Dover. Yeah. And we were stuck. There was a cycling race the next day. They were obviously all out practising. Oh. And every time they went down the hills, these fairly professional cyclists, they went quite fast. Going up the hills, they went really slowly. And it went on for miles and miles and miles. Tailbacks, absolute nightmare. And we made it to the ferry with about two minutes to spare. We were very lucky to catch it at all. Uh, so what 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 can be done because it, but we but you will get bad drivers that will, that slow people down and cause accidents there are bad pedestrians that slow people down and cause accidents yet people well, seem to really have it in for cyclists don't they well some cyclists are quite bloody minded aren't they so are some if drivers I can, if i'm I, I have a motorbike as well oh blimey. look at you if wendy I have, and right now i'm driving a car so i and i walk so i do it all yeah apart from lorries i don't drive lorries but I do think that it's respect for other road users. And on the motorbike and on the bicycle, if I think there's a queue for me behind me for any reason, after a while I'll tuck in. I'll even stop, let them pass. Not that hard to do. Wendy, thank you very much indeed. We're asking this morning, why do you hate cyclists? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, a little cup of cough just been brought in now. 
Violent homophobic crime is on the increase in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire. That's according to new research. In Hearts, the problem has doubled in the past 12 months from 8 to 16, while in beds it went up from 6 to 10. A Freedom of Information request for the Press Association reveals. Well, the Thames Valley Police area shows a fall in number of offences from 42 in 2013 to 29 up to the end of last month. Well, Justin Dealey has been speaking to gay members of the community in Bedfordshire about the verbal and physical abuse they've suffered. Well, usually it's just a nights out, people shouting abuse at you, shouting, like, fag, hitting you, and a lot of the time it's people just, like, kind of throwing their weight around. Trying so to say hitting you, people have been hitting you purely yeah. because you're, you're gay? I had someone, when I stood at the bar, just hitting me in the back of the head, acting like nothing was happening. How did he even know you were gay? But usually it's just, like, hot look, and they just kind of guess, or sometimes it's the way you dress, or if you wear makeup, or if they're just trying to look hard in front of their mates. And this report out today says that it's getting worse. In your experience, is it getting worse? Yeah. Not just in this country, everywhere. It's just stupid in a modern country. Sometimes when you go out, do you almost feel, just lastly, do you almost feel, because you're gay, do you almost feel scared to go out now? Oh, yeah. You, have, you can't be open a lot of the time. You have to just kind of walk around and act straight just because of what people say or do is fear that something's going to kick off with them. Um, it depends where you are as well. Sometimes it's on public transport, like on the tube in London or on the bus. You get people just sneering at you, laughing at you. And it also depends how you act around your own friends because you're, if you're open around your own friends, people clock onto that and then they become annoyed at it and then they can say horrible stuff. When you talk about people sneering at you because you're gay, what about people threatening you? What about violence towards you? Again, purely based on the fact that you're homosexual? I mean, I've never actually had violence towards me, apart from when I was in secondary school, but sometimes it's a bit more mental, like people harass you mentally, and sometimes that can hurt more than physically. Uh, Greg Ratty is a gay rights campaigner from Hertfordshire and a former advisor to Hearts Police on homophobic abuse. Are you surprised the figure has uh, gone up, Greg? Good morning. Uh, no, I'm not surprised, actually. I mean, I'm hearing a lot myself in emails, texts, um, letters to my shop, uh, I'm not surprised at all. It's, uh, certainly, I've noticed an increase in it myself. Oh, really? What, 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 what have you, what's happened to you? Well, I've, been, I've done quite a lot for... I prefer to really say um, human rights, really, but I've done an awful lot for gay rights in the past, and I've got quite a high profile as a gay man in Hertfordshire. And, you know, I can give you an example. Yeah, go on. Uh, last week, um, walking my dog, the car pulls up and four guys in the car... And the windows come down, and then it's, you know, it's effing queer and uh, shouting abuse, and then they drive off, and that's just one incident. And I'd say that's probably three to four times a month, I guess. I'm shocked. I'm shocked, uh, A, by that incident, and and, uh, by the amount... Is it because of uh, the the, the abuse that you get? Is it because of your, uh, your campaign work? Uh, You know, are people aware of you enough? Or is it simply because you're gay? And if... If those four lads in the car were doing it because you're gay, how would they know? Have you, have you got, like, a gay walk or something? How, how would they know that you were gay? <laughs> no, I think, as I said to you, I, I've had a high profile. Right. Um, I, I, would help, I did a campaign that changed the NHS, I don't know if you remember it, the recode system from homosexuality from a disease, which is still classified as a disease up until a few years ago. And I, I had run a campaign then with the help of a cabinet minister, and we got it changed. It was great, but it does give you a profile, and people do recognise you, and that's my... I haven't got a, a strange walk 
it. No, I was going to say, that's, <laughs> I, I, that's nuts, isn't it? That's nuts that you oh, would completely. be um, would be challenged aggressively because of who you choose to sleep with and the fact that you decide to stick up for some people who perhaps don't have such a loud voice. Oh, absolutely, yes. Absolutely. How does that make you feel, Greg, when you're, you're, you're out and about then, if, when, when that happens? To be perfectly honest with you, now, um, I take it with a pinch of salt. I just walked in, carried on life as normal. Really? Absolutely, and... You know, having been, I told you I was an advisor to Hertfordshire Police on Hate Crime for many years. It came from the Stephen Lawrence report in 1999. Yeah. It was set up, and... um I just feel now, just I wouldn't do anything about it. I certainly wouldn't vote, oh. please. Oh. Mm. Why not? Well, because I just think it would just be such a waste of time. I think that the police at the moment are treading on, on eggshells. They're having to be so PC about other issues. And I think that uh, homophobia has taken a... Uh, on the back burner, to be frank. Uh, I, I was going to say that, that maybe these, this, this increase in figures could be seen as a success in some way in that it, it might imply that more people are reporting these incidents. That would be great if that's right. I'm not convinced because I, I have so much goes unreported uh, still. But, I mean, that would be great if that's true. I mean, let's hope that, yeah. Mm. Mm. What, what do the police need to do then to change people's perceptions and, and, and get people encourage people to report these crimes well, more? I, I tell you the perception that I, I certainly have and it's a perception that a lot of people that I hear from yes, we, have, we have a lot of immigration I'm very much for immigration in this country much of the immigration has come from some of these old ex-Soviet um, uh, countries who are very very uh, proportion of Catholics is, is very large and the Catholic Church I have to say in my opinion has been one of the uh, greatest, um, most antagonistic, um, homophobic organisation that's caused an awful lot of issues for gay people. And I think that bringing their culture with them has brought some of that with it, quite frankly. And I think this is a perception of a lot of people, certainly a lot of people that I've spoken to. Greg, uh, it's really nice to talk to you, and uh, I appreciate your time. Pleasure. Thank you very much indeed, Greg Ratty. I'm shocked by that. I suppose, I suppose I, 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 I lived for a long time in, in that there Ponzi London and I work in the Ponzi media where, you know, pretty much every uh, uh, alternative in inverted commas in italics lifestyle is, is, is commonplace and is embraced, literally and metaphorically. Uh, but to hear something like that is uh, depressing, isn't it? It really is. I don't understand the mentality of someone who'd say, I don't like that, so you, you must be punished. You sleep with someone that I don't think you should be sleeping with, so I'm going to shout at you while you're walking your dog. You disgust me. And your dog, too. You big gay dog. It's ridiculous, isn't it? I just, I, I can't. It's like a reaction of a, of a, I would say five-year-old, but that'd be insulting to five-year-olds. Because five-year-olds dig it, man. Five-year-olds don't care that people are different. They care when they get older and they pick up from their parents and from the newspapers and from the telly. How dare you walk your dog? And I don't like who you fall in love with. But your dog is horrible and gay. It's weird, isn't it? It's really depressing. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We'll have more from the Divi Burglar, and also, why do you hate cyclists? I, I tell you what, we do. We can do a double prong question here. Why do you hate cyclists? On the back of that, why do you hate gay people? Why do you hate gay people? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the A1M southbound, it's looking very slow at the moment between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. And the M25 anti-clockwise is also queuing between the M25 Junction 19 in Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. Having a look at these speed sensors in Beaconsfield and Amersham Road is looking very heavy at the moment southbound between Ledborough Lane and the A40 London Road. And into High Wycombe, Amersham Hill is looking very busy as well. In Hatching Green, Harpenden Road is very slow between Ayers End Lane and the Avenue Road at St Albans. But in Luton on Vauxhall Way, that breakdown has now been cleared at the Eton Green Road, so things are starting to move better through there again. On the trains, there's no major delays at the moment, but on the London Overground, the Overground is suspended between Watford Junction and Queen's Park and that's also causing severe delays on the Bakerloo line. There's also severe delays on the Piccadilly line as well. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, TalkSpot. That's her nickname from now on, TalkSpot. <laughs> 8.17, it is a Wednesday, the 26th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Violent homophobic crime is on the increase in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, but down in the police area, which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire. A former director of MI6 says it's unfair to ask internet companies like Facebook to monitor all their postings for possible terrorist content. And police in Luton have released recordings of a suspected burglar phoning for a taxi from the house he'd just broken into. If you want to hear it, uh, you can follow my tweets at Ian Lee, or you can go to the Facebook page where we've posted it up there. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... The wickedly funny Anne on on Strictly Come Dancing. (laughs) Do do you know who the real Anne is? Great guests. Yes, the real Anne is an amalgam of all these things. We're all multifaceted. Jasper Carrot's career spans five decades. And then you had to wear a bow tie and you had to do jokes about silly Irishmen and and, and mother-in-laws. John Cleese is eating his microphone, aren't you, John Cleese? Delicious. Great music. Ow! In fact, I don't even think it had the horn part then. Great conversation. I always have said throughout my career, you know, you get me on board, I'll give you 100%. Have you still got it, Billy Ocean? Well, the audience seems to think I have. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Scarface. 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 I like that, yes. Let me show you my little friend, he's a scarf. That's Al Pacino from the I, film Scarf Face. I am wearing my scarf today yeah. in the studio because it's cold in here. I'm just thinking, do we have the heaters anymore? Because you always, I remember the last last winter, you're always running around with the heaters like an old woman. Well, I like a heater in my studio because yeah. I don't like the air conditioning. Yeah, so you turn the heater on like you, you had no, no concerns at all whatsoever for the environment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I am quite a tree hugger. <laughs> yeah, of course, as, as long as you're tasering that tree. What's on your show this morning, boss? We're discussing the uh, the burglar, oh, yeah. the, the audio you've been playing this oh, morning. Oh, it's great, isn't it? From nine this morning, I'm going to ask, were the police any good when you were burgled? Oh, yeah. Bedfordshire police have released a recording of a suspected burglar calling for a taxi after robbing a home in Luton in the hope that someone will recognise his voice. The man called for a cab from a house on Wodecroft Road in the early hours of Saturday the 20th. 25th of October. The taxi firm recorded the audio after the suspected burglar couldn't give them the number he was calling from. The police are urging anyone who recognises his voice to contact them straight away. Well, the fact they've released the audio would suggest that they've not had much luck finding the man who committed this crime. Mm. 
Well, I just wonder whether the police are generally pretty good when you're burgled or whether they often do draw complete blanks. From nine this morning, I'd like your experiences. I'm lucky, I say, touching wood. I'm very lucky I've never been burgled. Have you ever been burgled? Never been burgled. My mum has. I've never been burgled. Really? Yeah. And when she was burgled, were the police any good? Did they get it? The police were excellent, actually, yeah. They, they didn't catch the person, uh, but they, they, they made all the right noises, but they didn't catch the person. Horrible. Just yeah. the thought of it. Yeah. Just the, the absolute thought of someone coming into your house and going through your stuff, and then the cheeky devil picking up your landline and phoning for a taxi. It's a cracking uh, recording. I mean, for goodness yeah. sake, what the hell's wrong with these people? Yeah. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like your views. Were the police any good when you were burgled? 08459 455 555. That's my number. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to hear that recording, facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. It's, we posted it on our Facebook page and... Um, well, the guy, if he is the burglar, is, you're not sure, but I mean, come on. He's a real dimwit, isn't he? He's a real donut. Doesn't sound like the fizziest drink in the fridge. Can I, can I get a cab, bruv? What's your number? Uh, this one? It's not coming up. Uh, I don't know how to do it. It's a landline. It's a landline, isn't it, bruv? It's brilliant. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Make sure you share it, please. Little point of order. Yep. Batty riders. Yep. I got the term wrong, apparently. No, Steffi Luton says you're nearly there. Oh. Batty riders are, in fact, very, very, very short shorts showing part oh. of your body, which, pronounced with a Jamaican accent, is your batty. So I'm, I'm a batty she's, boy, then? She's, no, well, no. She's half Jamaican, and so she knows. OK. About batty riders. I'm, so I've been showing... But I thought that... that uh, it's, honestly... Batty boys were the lads that, that no, they had their trousers round... Can you saying that? B- because, can you, no. Sometimes they wear it round by their knees. That's called Jalen, I thought. That's, called, that's what that's called. Oh, OK. Jalen. Stupid. Sorry? It's called Stupid. It's, it's called good. No Need. It's so, called Trendy, guys. I've been no. behind some of these guys on escalators, and you can virtually see, you know, the... What where they have for breakfast. Where the gusset would be. It's right underneath. That can't be easy to walk in. Never it mind, just, run. It, it, the thing is, I don't need to run. The thing is, I'm looking cool. I'm just uh, hanging with my homies. You're literally they? hanging out. Yeah. Who are they doing it for? You girls. Mm. And for each other. Do you know what? I'm all right. I've for seen pants before. Right. Yeah. Not these ones. They're always stripy. It's I can't see your pants. Fresh. That's the problem. I can see actual bum. You, you need What's somewhere to park your bike. I can park a couple. I can park... <laughs> anyway, talking of bikes, I don't hate cyclists, says Harvey in Bedford, but it's annoying when they insist on riding in the road when there's a cycle track beside the flipping road, Harvey in Bedford. Those cycle tracks are so badly maintained, though. And you're going back and forth because they kind of stop and then you have to go on the road and they're a bit, it's and a hard one, knock life. There was one where they put it in in Bedford along yeah. London Road yeah. and most of the road was cycle path and then there was like probably about 30 centimetres worth of pedestrianisation. So you virtually had to walk along the, um, you know, All right, mate, tight rope. I often walk along the towpath along Bletchley and Leighton Buzzard, says yeah. uh, Liam in Bletchley, yeah. sometimes Leighton Buzzard. Some cyclists more than others acknowledge you giving way to them, more so when I've been walking in neighbours Akita and I suspect it has something to do with me keeping the dog under control. Yeah, you're probably right. We're asking two questions this morning um, that that have come about through, well, just the conversations we've had. One, why do you hate cyclists? Two, why do you hate gay people? Rise in the number of violent homophobic attacks. Why do you hate gay people? I don't get it. They sleep with, they sleep, why would you hate someone because of who they sleep with? And how can you tell? 
Abby, I don't, I don't understand. You know, I don't like some of the people that my friends sleep with. I don't hate them because of it. I just think they've made bad choices. You know, you can do better than that. You, but don't, you don't try to cure them by punching them in the face. No. It's funny, that cure never works, does it? It's weird, isn't it? Um, I don't hate cyclists, says Dave, apart from one. Yep. So listen up. If you oh. ride a bike, this oh. might be you. He rides down the A5 about six-ish. He rides outside the white cycle lane. This yeah. causes people who pay for the roads or to drive at a walking pace. I hope he gets a boil on his he- bum. Not Catherine, that would be a nice thing, says Boil Dave. on the bum. Uh, we all pay for the roads, even cyclists. Because mm. the vehicle licensing duty doesn't go towards the roads. Um, thank you very much for those, Catherine. Albert, we'll come to you uh, after the news if that's OK. I've got to crack on with this. Milton, King, uh, Milton Keynes Council met last night to discuss their report into how a serial rapist was allowed to become a taxi driver. The uh, ex-mayor of Milton Keynes, Saban Shafiq, who vouched for him, has since stood down altogether from the council. His Lib Dem leader, Douglas McCall, is now in the firing line for defending his right to choose whether he steps down and when to do so. Conservative uh, Andrew Geary is the leader of Milton Keynes Council and joins me now. Good morning, Andrew. I'm not the leader of Milton Keynes Council anymore, Ian. I resigned in May, but I, I was the leader of Milton Keynes no, Council. How's that? I do apologise, Andrew. I just, <laughs> I just miss you so much in that position. I can only apologise. Well, I really appreciate the sentiment, <laughs> uh, uh, Brian White uh, was on the show earlier on. He's a Labour councillor. He's refusing to give a view on Douglas McCall's position. What do you think Douglas McCall should do? Um, I think Douglas has left himself in an absolutely impossible position and there's only one thing he can do and that is stand down. Why do you think he needs to stand down? When, um, in fact, long before I became leader of Milton Keynes, Ian, when I was in opposition, um, the then leader of the council, Sam Crooks, came to me and he said, following um, issues around, ironically, the other council McCall and her lack of leadership of the council, our reputation as a city and as an authority is in tatters. And he approached myself and Norman Miles, the then leader of the Labour group, and he said, will you help us rebuild that, uh, that um, reputation so that we can actually get across the really good points that our city has got and all the good things that it's got going for it? We put politics aside and said, yes, we will. We'll drive on and do it. For two years in opposition, I did that. As soon as the Liberal Democrats, of course, fell out of um, administration and Sam Crooks lost his seat, it was abundantly clear that their number one concern was not the reputation of Milton Keynes, not the good of the people that live here. Their rep- the, the main and overriding force of the Liberal Democrats was keeping votes and keeping the numbers of councillors sitting on seats. And the lack of leadership that Douglas McCall has demonstrated over this, when reputations take years to build and can be destroyed at a stroke, the lack of leadership that Douglas McCall has, distro- has displayed is frankly lamentable. If he had acted quickly, if he had acted under the recommendations that officers and the advice that officers gave him, and that, frankly, I understand his party from above gave him, we could have nipped this in the bud right at the start. Instead, now it's a national scandal, and the reputation of Milton Keynes is not in a good place. Of course, it, it, it is becoming a little bit of a bum fight, isn't it, between all the parties kind of uh, pointing at each other and saying, Yabu sucks. But uh, if I've got this right, wasn't there a Conservative in charge of the licensing committee when the, the licence was uh, recommended by Subban Shafiq for a, a, a serial well, rapist? You haven't quite got it right on two counts. Go on. There was, there was a Conservative chair right. of the licensing subcommittee the first time around. Yes, there was. Although the licensing committee, of very nature, acted in quite a quite judicial manner. But 
the, the current Conservative leader um, and I and all the other Conservative group have been abundantly clear if that Conservative councillor was still a Serbian councillor, she would not be a member of the Conservative group now and we would have asked her to resign from the council over it. Um, and the statements, frankly, that that individual made in the audit report and when that investigation was done lead us to believe that she would not be a fit and proper person to be representing the public anymore. So there you go, it's not a political argy-bargy. What, what the, comments the did she make, Andrew? It, um, well, comments that she thought this was a witch hunt and stood by what she'd done um, um, originally, and did others. But other councillors who were on there have been gracious enough to hold their hands up and say, you know what, guys, I got it wrong, I made a mistake, and I'm sorry for it. Um, people like Gladstone McKenzie, people like former councillor Alan Mallion have said exactly that. Now, that we can respect, and that I think the public can respect, but it's when people dig their heels in and say, we've done nothing wrong and we're not being accountable for it. I'm sorry, you just, that, that is just not a defensible position. So you, just to clarify, Andrew, in case some people are confused, you don't think Lib Dem leader Douglas McCall should stick around? No, I don't. No, I don't. I, I believe that he has singularly failed in his position as group leader. And I was a group leader for eight years, so I know how you need to act in these situations. It isn't difficult. It isn't easy, rather. It is difficult. It means doing difficult things with your own members. Douglas didn't do it. And in failing to act in doing that, he has left the reputation of the city in a very, very poor place. And it incenses me when I worked hard for seven years to make sure that we got the reputation of Milton Keynes to a really good place. It's dented and it's damaged this morning. It's not in tatters, it's dented and it's damaged. And I am really, really disappointed. In fact, as you can probably tell by the tone of my voice, I'm angry about you it. You don't sound very... Andrew, can I make a suggestion? Yeah. Can you buy a new telephone? Because this sounds... Are you in a box or something? No, I'm, not, no, I'm on a mobile parked up. having just done the school run. Well, oh, well in, <laughs> in that case, listen, we'll, we'll let that go. Thank you very much, Andrew. And sorry for getting your title wrong there. It's uh, Conservative Councillor Andrew Geary. 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Taking a look at the motorways festival, the A1M northbound is very heavy at the moment between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and around there. Having a look at the cameras as well, it's looking very wet, so take care there because of surface spray. And the M25 anti-clockwise is queuing between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. Having a look in Hemel Hempstead, the A41 southbound is very slow between the Hemel Hempstead turnoff and the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. In Wendover, it's very slow on the A413 southbound between Nashley Road and Chesham Lane and in Hatching Green Harpenden Road is looking very busy southbound between Ayers End Lane at Hatching Green and Avenue Road at St Albans on the A1 southbound it's looking very busy at the moment between the St Neots Junction and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks there but on the trains to London Overground has resumed, resumed a normal service again after the problems with the fire earlier on and that means the Bakerloo line is running fine as well Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Violent homophobic crime is on the increase in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, but down in the police area which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire. A former director of MI6 says it's unfair to ask internet companies like Facebook to monitor all their postings for possible terrorist content. And police in Luton have released recordings of a suspected burglar phoning for a taxi from the house he'd just broken into. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Milton Keynes Dons drew two all at home to Rochdale in League One last night. Will Grigg gave the Dons the lead, but they needed a Danny Green equaliser to earn a point. Carl Robinson's side a fourth in League One, five points behind leaders Bristol City, but with two games in hand. We were good, created chances, enough chances to win the game, but weren't as fluent as what we have been in recent weeks and as pleasing on the eye but we've created just as many chances. And I think every one of the players really rolled the sleeves up second half and had a right good go. And that's important. Chelsea have qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League after a 5-0 win against Schalke in Germany. Manchester City came from behind to beat 10-man Bayern Munich 3-2 at the Etihad with a hat-trick from Sergio Aguero keeping alive their hopes of progressing. Tonight, Arsenal host Borussia Dortmund. Liverpool are away to Ludo Gretz. Watford midfielder Alman Abdi played an hour for the Hornets under-21s last night at Vicarage Road. Abdi was making his comeback after a shoulder injury he suffered a month ago. The FA are investigating after missiles were thrown onto the pitch during Luton's match at Burton on Saturday. They had to say any Luton supporter identified will be banned from Kenilworth Road for six years. Goals from Jack Jebb and Rory Deacon gave Stevenage a 2-0 win at home to Bishop Stortford in the Hearts Senior Cup last night. In Conference South, Hemel Hempstead lost 1-0 at Bath. In the Southern League Premier, Chesham won 3-0 at home to Hereford. And England's cricketers start their one-day series in Sri Lanka today. The first match starts at 9 o'clock this morning, our time. Here's captain Alistair Cook. We know what we've got to go and do. We've got to play, certainly with the bat, aggressively to get those totals, if the pitch allows it, to up around 300. We know that's kind of the score now. And then with the ball, be absolutely clinical at the end. Meanwhile, Australian batsman Phil Hughes remains in a critical condition after he was struck on the head by the ball during a match in Sydney. Hughes will have more scans today. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine uh, joins me in my studio. Yes. Thank you. But first, Albert on the phone. Yes, Albert. Morning, Ian. Good morning, Albert. How are you? I really need to uh, wee. Oh, well, you best go then. I'm not going to leave you unattended on the air, Albert. I always, have to, I always have to. I always have to. Number one, I always have to ride the fader when you're on. I have to ride it hard. Oh, that's the talk. I was going to talk to you about my cycling because I'm a keen cyclist, and so oh. is my late wife. Okay, Hello. so you. Yes, yeah, so you don't already. I'm. I'm nervous. So you don't hate cyclists then? No, of course not. I'm a keen cyclist. We used to ride our tandem up and down towpaths all the time. We were very conscientious about the people walking. Yeah. We wouldn't we wouldn't pull a wheelie unless anyone was out of the way. Yeah. But you wouldn't believe the amount of abuse that we got off people just for cycling. Really? There was some guy on a towpath. I can't use the exact language on the radio, obviously, no. but the gist of it was he yelled at us as we went by, Oh, you great airy whatever. Yeah. I said, don't talk to my wife like that. She's got a medical condition. Oh, dear. It wasn't very kind, I no, thought. No, no. So we had, we had to pimp our bike. What? Well, we had to pimp it. You know that show, Pimp Me Car? I t- we, yes. We pimped our bike. What did you to do make to sure, it? Well, put a bit of razor wire on the front and oh, back. Dear. We swapped out the bell for an air horn. Yeah. Then we, we put little spikes on the wheels. Oh, dear. It was a bit like James Bond's Aston Martin, but in tandem can I, form. Can I ask, Albert, if it's not too inappropriate a question, how, how, did you, um, how did you lose your wife? Well, she fell into a meat grinder. I'd rather you didn't bring it up, to be honest. It's a bit raw. Sorry about that. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ow. 
two questions. Why do you hate cyclists and why do you hate gay and lesbian people? Why? 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 The number of violent uh, homophobic attacks has gone up. Um, oh, the number of reported uh, the, the violent homophobic attacks has gone up. I just wonder why you hate gay people. We heard from a campaigner earlier on who got shouted at by four lads in the car as he was walking his dog. Why, why, why would you do that? I don't understand. So, why do you hate gay people? Why do you hate cyclists? And the double whammy, why do you hate gay cyclists? 08459 four double five five double five. Now, it's been a very long time since I planned a bank heist or a diamond robbery. I don't need the cash anymore, although it's always nice and I like to keep my hand in. But, I do remember there are a few golden rules when it comes to that kind of business. And not calling a taxi from the scene of the crime is a biggie, Catherine. It's a biggie. Yeah. And yet it seems that some plum has done exactly that after burgling a, a house in Luton. Catherine, what's uh, what's happened here? We've got this guy's voice on tape. Oh, Courtesy, it's a great recording. Courtesy of Bedfordshire Police, right? They've released this in the hope that someone will recognise it and tell them who he is. What we do know is that this fella called for a taxi from Wodecroft Road in the early hours of Saturday, October the 25th, so just over a month ago. We also know that on that very night, a home had been burgled in the road and offenders stole a number of electrical items, including a large flat-screen television. The taxi firm recorded the audio because the caller couldn't identify its uh, his phone number. Well, this is the first call that he made. Just be here, there, can I help you? Uh, can I have a taxi, please? Where from? Where from? Uh, what's your contact number? Uh, this one here. Using a private number, bro. Huh? Is it on private? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to take off. It's on the landline bus. Uh, uh, give me a mobile number, innit? Um, 079. Yep. No, oh, sorry, 078. 078. 94. 94. Oh, hang on, I don't even know that. No, no, it's all right, it's all right. Now, at that point, it could be argued that he remembered his lessons. He started to give out his own number! He swerved that one. <laughs> oh, I love this I idiot. I thought, right, I'm going to do this again because I really do need a taxi. Yep. Next time, I won't be caught out. Here we go. Hello, I can help you. Yeah, can I have a taxi, please, mate? Well, same call centre, man. Oh, is it the same call centre? Yeah, yeah. No, no, that do about um, a number. You no, know, we take numbers out so the calls are recorded as well, innit? Alright, uh, alright, no worries, no worries. Yeah. Cool. He's thinking, how am I going to get this TV and all these electrical goods? He's an absolute plump. Or is he? Because he's a suspected burglar. He's a suspected. If it is him, he's an absolute plump. But someone's house has been burgled, as we said earlier. Always a horrible, upsetting event. Probably doesn't make it any easier for them knowing that the guy that may have done it was a a, a complete sausage. But um, what have the police said about this? They won't say that this is the man they want. No. What they will say is that they believe this man may have important information about their investigation. There we go. Okay. He said, uh, this is the the detective constable who's leading this inquiry, Scott Hannum, says he would urge anyone who recognises that voice... And I mean the uh, guy who phoned up, not the taxi uh, operator. We yeah. know who he is. Um, or for the man himself, if they recognise the man himself, to contact the police. He's also keen to hear from anyone who has any information or saw a large television being taken uh, for a walk yeah. around the Wodecroft Road. They um, actually say that. Wodecroft Road area in the early hours of Saturday, October 25th. If you can do either of those things, 101 is the number to call. I suggest you go to facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR because we've posted the audio up there and you can have a little listen and you can uh, share it around. I mean, if this is the burglar. Yeah. I mean, what a Wally. Uh, do you want to say hello to um, Paul in Milton Keynes? Always. Morning, Paul. Morning. Um, Catherine. Catherine, that's oh, it. Oh, I remember Ian, I remember oh, Kelly. But... It, <laughs> oh, she's gone now, Paul. 
I see. Oh dear. You've, okay. You've blown it. You're right. out, oh dear. I mean, I don't really. I only remember her name, so I've got it tattooed on the inside yeah. of my eyelids. C- Catherine the Great, wasn't it? We'll have to remember it like that. Yeah, it's too late. It's too late, fella. Okay. <laughs> I've got I've got her name tattooed on the inside of my eyelids. So every time I blink, oh, it's Catherine. Oh, oh it's Catherine. Who's this dull woman? Oh, it's <sighs> Catherine. Who's this dull woman? Oh, it's Catherine. You know you're saying this out loud, and I can hear you. Uh, what? Outrageous. Hey, what, what have you got for us, Paul? Well, I'm a cyclist. Um, you know, I everyone mean, hates you. Yeah. Well, maybe so. I'm a, I'm a motorist as well, and I have a motorcycle license. But I think we should have a new road safety slogan: If you're in a hurry, don't drive, because oh. there's too many motorists who who seem to go fast just because they're trying to convince themselves they're important. Yeah. You know, and I cycle up the Drayton Road, which has got to a Drayton Pass Low sometimes, and it's be- quite a few bends in it, and, and people just fl- a lot of motorists excellent, but some fly along there, and they come around the bend, and you're, you're there cycling along. And you know, I always wear my visibility jacket, etc. You know, but um, yeah, no, not very good. Um, so I mean, I, I think as well. How many children can cycle now? I oh, think it's, too many. You know, I think they should be like swimming. It's something that they, I mean, when I was at school, you had to 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 be allowed to cycle to school. You had to pass your cycle cycling proficiency test. I got ninety eight percent on my cycling proficiency test. I'm a brilliant cyclist. Good, yeah, and yeah. It, it's lovely, isn't it? I always think cycling is an event, you know? I mean, oh. if I go down to Bletchley Town, which is about two miles, I'm down there in about eight minutes on my bike. By the time I've got my van out and blah, 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 gone around the roundabout route, I'm, I'm, I don't save any time. No. And also, thing, you, know, you can stop and talk to people, you know, you can float around the town, you right. know, just sort of... The thing is, where do you leave Where do you leave your bike, though? Because it'll get nicked. Oh, well, I've got one of those com- little combination locks. They're which... rubbish. Someone no, could, well... a, a burglar could chop through that within a second. You need to... <laughs> the thing is, this is true, if you're going to yeah. lock your bike up, you need like a 70-quid lock. Do. I agree, but if you're just doing a bit of shopping in daylight, I mean, you just sort of pop it round the lamppost or something, you know, two seconds, you haven't got to lose the key, you know, so you just move your bike on. I agree if you're... I've heard as well with those, you want to put them tight round. If you're going to leave your bike all day, put them tight round it because people can get a bar in and twist them, apparently. But, but yeah, no, they're ideal for if you're just sort of, you know, my old bike. I don't suppose many people would want to do you, it anyway. Uh, but, uh, do, you, do you like her up, Paul? I do. Well, oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't, don't want do to. That. I have to stare at your bum when I'm stuck <laughs> behind you in traffic. Says you. No, no. I always wear a reflective jacket because I think it gives me half a chance. You know, which I think really the government should perhaps under 18s anyway should say right. You should have a reflective jacket on for sure. You know, but um, no, I always wear something reflective, even more important than lights. I think you know at night because it. it I used to work on the railway and reflective jacket show up miles away. You, you know, I mean, they're, well, they're wonderful things, you know. You... Paul, thank, listen, we're going to move on, because uh, you, you, thank you very much indeed. Can I just say, though, they're no replacement for lights. Have both, for heaven's sake. There is one fella I see quite regularly, yeah. or swerve quite regularly. Yeah. He's got his fluorescent jacket on. You only see it when you're on top of him. But then you see, dark. But then you see cars that don't have their lights on, or their lights are broken, or one is broken and one's on full beam. So why... Yeah, but you're less likely to be um, so damaged, are you? They're more vulnerable on a bike. Well, yeah, but 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 it's this, all wrong. It's all shades of wrong. I had yeah. one coming up hard behind me the other day. Really? Yeah, a, a car, and he di- I, he didn't have his lights on, and he just kind of came up fast behind me. Yeah, uh, nearly ran me from behind. What did you do? Were you cycling? Sorry. Were you cycling? No, mate. He was in his car. I was in my vehicle, my motor vehicle. Um, uh, well, I was terrible. It made me jump. Does it? Yeah, it did. Why are you saying it like that? I know no, you're, no, I'm I know you're tired. The, no, I'm trying to get into the... Um, uh, I'm trying to get interested. Flip it, heck, mate. 
Don't you think it? Don't say it. Sorry. Simon Smith and his amazing dancing bear says recyclists. Oh, let's play that song tomorrow. Simon Smith and his amazing dancing. Is that a real song? Dig it out now. Alan Price or Georgie Fame. I think it's Alan Price. Oh, it's a great song. Simon Smith and his amazing. Dig it out. We'll have it before the end of the show. Do we dig it out now? Then digging it out now. Recyclists. It's the lycra, the smugness, and the sweat. That's what Simon Smith and his amazing dancing bear doesn't like. How could you not know that? How could you not like know that song? Because I'm not as old as you. Oh, mate. Alan Price. Yeah, I'm what not 2,000 years old, but I know who Jesus is. What, personally? Yeah. I would say I Jesus is probably a bit more famous than Alan Price. Or, Get or Simon out of town! Smith. My friend uh, Dan Barzotti went out with Alan Price's daughter. Didn't go out with Jesus's daughter. No, Who's the most famous now? Yeah. Dan Barzotti. Do you realise how ridiculous you sound? Um, we'll have travel, then we'll have um, um, someone who's bigger than Jesus, Alan Price. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking very busy on the A1M southbound between Junction 10 for Stutfold and 7 for Stevenage. We're hearing from callers that it's much busier than usual there. On the A1 southbound, it's very slow between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks in this morning rush. And the M1 southbound is looking very slow between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. In Hatching Green, Harpenden Road's very slow southbound between Ayers End Lane at Hatching Green and Avenue Road at St. Albans. And in Hemel Hempstead or nearby Hemel Hempstead on the A41 southbound, it's very slow between Two Waters Road and the M25, Junction 20 for Kings Langley. In Wendover on the A413, it's looking very slow southbound between Nashley Road and Chesham Lane. And on the trains, there's no reports of any problems at the moment. And those problems on the overground and the underground have now cleared. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. I do love it when people hear a different show to the one we're broadcasting. We'll come to that in a second. 8.45, Wednesday the 26th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Violent homophobic crime is on the increase in Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, but down in the police area, which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire. Two Bedfordshire police officers are due to go on trial today in connection with the alleged assault of an autistic man in Luton, and police appealing are appealing for witnesses after a cyclist was pushed into the Grand Union Canal in Hemel Hempstead. Uh, some of your phone calls, a little bit of Alan Price, but before that, here's the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather damp grey day, really, right the way across all three counties. It's not going to improve too much either. We've got outbreaks of rain, just like drizzle, really, but rather damp, misty, murky. Temperatures only getting up to 10 Celsius. Now, conditions aren't going to change too much overnight tonight. Rain, drizzle, widespread mist and fog, but also the temperature isn't going to change too much. Many places staying exactly the same as they have done during the day. Coldest spots down to around 7, so a mild night. So a mild start to Thursday, a similar start to Thursday, Patchy rain, some drizzle, mist and fog. But slowly it'll start to improve, dry out in the afternoon. Pick up a bit of a breeze from the southeast, which starts to dry out and uh, move the clouds around a little. Maximum temperature tomorrow, 11 Celsius. And that's your forecast. If you stick anything out of your window, you're asking for attention. I'm going to sneak. 
every weekday morning. You can book your place on the show now. Jonathan Vernon Smith. Come on and get some help, get some assistance. Tackling your consumer problems. I couldn't trace an account in any of the names or any of the addresses that were given. For it to be running for six weeks and then for them to cut it all off again just doesn't make any sense. The JVS show fights for your rights. He came to me and asked if I could go and have a word with said bank. I had an email from the bank to say that you've been in touch with them and the senior customs relations manager was most apologetic. Thankfully, you managed to get your money back. Yep, but uh, that was due to, obviously, your station itself. Thank the you. JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. You said it was thanks to the station, not to Jonathan Vernon Smith, so I get that. I get some of that. I get a bit of that too, yeah, then. You get a bit of that, yeah. We've caused offence, and we didn't mean to. Well, well, sometimes we mean to. We don't mean to today. We're asking, why do you hate cyclists? We do mean to cause offence to homophobes. Yeah. Why? Thank you. Well, well twisted. Why do you hate gay people? There's an increase in the rise of violent uh, attacks against gay people um, in this area. And um, we spoke to a campaigner earlier on who's had some quite incredible the verbal abuse directed at him because of who he chooses to sleep with. And so we're asking this morning, why do you hate gay people? Because we think it is incredible that in 2014, someone's sexual yeah. orientation would lead to anyone. I mean, we're a nation normally of tolerance where people just rub along together. They can do what they like. No one minds. And in fact, even if they do mind, we normally end up apologising to each other about it. So what would make someone think they had the right not only to shout at someone in the street, but maybe punch them in the face? Do you know what? You don't even need to explain it because the intelligent listeners and even most of the thick listeners will get why well, we're asking why no, do you hate gay people? I think if someone uh, jumped in and out, they can see they might... Go on, what's, what's someone's beef? I think if someone jumped in and out, they might think we were being... Um, we were taking the mickey out of uh, homoph- contraire. homophobia. Au actually, contraire. I hope people know as well enough to know that we're not like that and what's, actually we're taking the mickey out of homophobia. What's the complaint we've had? Oh, just saying that we've got it wrong. That we've got they, it wrong. They think that we're being homophobic. Or they think we're being, I don't know, glib or something. Ay, ay, ay. That's not the intention. Shall I lighten the mood a bit? Yeah. With the best, the best song ever. Go on. He's more, he's, he's Alan Price. You don't know this song, Catherine. There'll be a reason. Oh, you're going to love this. I'm so excited for you. I may go out tomorrow if I can borrow a coat to wear. Style with my sincere smile and my dancing bear outrageous. Allow me, courageous, charming. Oh, who could think a boy and bear could be well accepted everywhere? It's just amazing how fair people can be. Places where welfare faces all stop to stare Making the grandest entrances Simon Smith and his dancing bear They love us, won't they? They feed us, don't they? Oh, who would think a boy and bear Could be well accepted everywhere It's just amazing how fair people can be Smith and his dancing bear is Simon Smith and the amazing dancing bear. 
I'm going to sneak. Feel better, Kath? Oh, how? Right, okay, we'll play it again. No, don't play it again. It's a good song, huh? I'm not having one of those days today. Oh, dear. I can't please anyone. Do you want me to to give you a rub? Can please me, Kath? No. Any any day that wasn't. No. Do you want me to give you a rub? No. You don't know what I'm offering to rub? No. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Peter's from Stansted. Morning, Peter. Morning, Ian. Ah, you saw the paedophile programme that was on last night. We talked about it on the show yesterday. Oh, right, yeah. Um, I, I've not got around to seeing it. I'm going to try and watch it this week. It's, yep. it's hard when you go to bed at eight o'clock and you've got two <laughs> naughty children. Uh, what was the kind of essence of it and what well, did you make of it? Well, well the reason I found it, first of all, I, was going, I, wanted, I wanted to know if Jonathan was talking about it, but apparently he's not on the first day, at least. Any, but, but the thing is that, that what struck me... I uh, work in a small group with people who uh, of same-sex attraction who have also desires, so obviously for same-sex and not children, who do not want it. It's unwanted for them for a variety oh. of reasons, but they have nowhere to go. They're invisible, just like that guy is who doesn't want the attraction that he's got, and he's invisible because he's got nowhere to go, nobody to talk to. I really felt for that guy last night. I really could because I know and help and work in a group with people of same-sex attraction who have the same problem. All they're told is, go out and live it, but they don't want to. They don't want that attraction. They can't help it. They've got it. There's nothing, not much you can do about it. You can't solve it. You can't go on a course and... So how Clean you, people of it. How do you help? So you, so, you, so you work with gay people who don't want to be gay. Yeah. How? How? how what help do you offer them? This, it, 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 it's a variety of things. Some, some, oh, no, some people, you know, some, there are different organisations. Some work it through because they are, some of the people are of faith, so they don't want to practice it because of their faith. Other people just have it because they they just believe in like like that guy with the paedophile understands to him that it's wrong. It shouldn't have the scenes because it's not. It's outside the norm, if you like, and outside nature's norm. Yeah. That's how they say it. They say I don't want it. It's. It, but it's. But it, the, I don't fully understand as a man, a heterosexual man, the feelings of someone who wants to be attracted to somebody of the same sex or a child. I don't fully get it. But you, but there are people out there who don't want it, and they just need help. They need somebody to talk to, basically. But, so sometimes. If, if you, but, but so what, what? What? What's your background, Peter? My background is nothing. I just I help in with this organisation. I don't want to say who they are because I, I, I'm not I'm not a spokesman for okay. them. Well, so well, how does it? Well, if, okay, so you, you're you're just a bloke, heterosexual bloke. How, yep. What help? What practical help do you offer a gay person who doesn't want to be gay because it's not to quote you normal? Yeah. Uh, well, there is a member of my family who is. So that's how we got involved with it. So for, for, could we, so we did it with help for ourselves, my wife and myself. But you mainly uh, for them, it's having if they have. If they want to go and you know uh, practice their their, their attraction, uh, they, they they need somebody who they can just phone up and talk to or, or meet. And we meet once a month anyway as a group. But what, 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 I, I, sorry, I'm sorry to pressure you, but what help do you offer them? I, I, I come to you. I'm a gay I, man, right? But I don't want to be gay. I don't want to be gay. What, from, what are you going to do for me, Peter? For me personally, uh, uh, obviously, because I don't have that attraction, it's but I can put people in touch with other people who have that same attraction, who then they can So then, hang on, you're putting gay people who don't want to be gay in touch no, with other gay people? No, with other people who... It sounds like fun. With other people who have same-sex attraction who don't want it. So therefore, they can they can meet together and, and find out ways of, of, uh, of, of, of dealing with it, basically. Well, what ways are there of dealing with it? This is what I'm trying to get well, there, to. Get there are to. many. There are, well, some some do it through, as I said, through faith, and others. Because uh, um, they can't they can't be turned straight, can they? 
No, no. That's what I said at the beginning. I said you can't. It's not something you can just you can just get rid of. You can go on a course and and, and as you say, turn straight. So, so what do you, you do? Will, what? They will always have these feelings all their life. If they've got other people to talk to and try to understand how to how to not to to, to, to it, then then obviously there are people who deal with it in many different ways and how not. So, to... So the, the, so the, the the ultimate goal is to still remain gay but not be sexual. Well, they don't. Yeah, they don't remain gay. They they, they, they are they have that attraction and there's nothing you can do about. It. You can't right. take it away. But, so they're but still. They Gay, they're still gay at the end of the, the process. Yes. But, but, but you have helped them stop but, but having they, it. But they believe, sex. they believe even within themselves that, that they, they, from their feeling, that it's, it's, they've got it, but there's nothing they can do about it, but they don't like it because they believe it's not natural. Right. In do you order. believe it's just, natural? Just by the same, just by the same order. That, that's why I want to talk about the paedophile guy. Oh. He feels the same way. He has this attraction to yeah. children. Well, I, we can't understand it fully. Um, well, do but, you, but do, do you, there's nowhere for him to go. We do need, you do you think that being gay is normal? Do I think that being uh, having same sex attraction is normal? Personally, no, I don't. Where, and where did that come from? Why, why do you think that? Is that, is that a religious? It's both. Uh, I, both. I, wasn't, I wasn't anything of faith until I was about late 30s. So ah. my attitude so to homosexuality... Could you, be described, could you be described as a born-again Christian? Well, if that's the term you want to use, yeah. Well, it's, I don't know. I don't, but, I'm, just, I'm well, just trying to find out. That, is that that's how... what people would say. But I can okay. tell you, before that, when I was in the forces in the 70s and 80s, my attitude yeah. to homosexuals was put, put them against the wall and shoot them. That was my attitude then. My attitude is completely that, different now. Well, it, well, in some ways it's different in that you don't want to shoot them, and that's, I guess, is going to be a bonus. But, y- y- uh, um, uh, mm. but there are, Ian, there are people out there. I, I'm not trying to convert anybody no, or change anybody. Would it They've be, got this attraction. They can't do anything about it. it same be, as the paedophile guy. I get, I'm, I'm slightly uncomfortable with the, with the, and I know why you're saying this. Okay, I can, yeah. I can hear. Yeah, why I know you're what saying you this. want to say. You don't think that same-sex attraction of, of no, that's of, not of, what I want to say. I'm trying to dig you out of a hole because you're mentioning paedophiles and gays in the same sentence. I know why you're doing it, uh, but it, you, there will be people listening who, who can't quite join the dots as we are joining right. the dots, Peter. The reason, the reason I want to join, I'm join that, I, know, I knew you'd say that because you're trying to say well, you can't put them in the same bracket. No, the no, re- no, Peter, reason, Peter, reason... Peter, Peter, I'm trying to dig you out of a hole because I can hear what you're saying. You are not saying that gay men are more likely to be paedophiles, are you? Oh, no, no, Exactly, no, no. exactly. No, no, so let's, not, let, that, let, no. let's... No, those two don't, then, don't, don't no, necessarily well go. Well done, they well might, done. They might go together, but okay. not necessarily. as that Ian guy said, he, yes. he has the feelings for women, right. quite, as you say, normal. Peter, but he also has, we've uh, only got a minute left, OK? Right. And I've, I've, I've dug, dug you out of a hole. Don't, don't no, fall I'm not d- dug in a hole at all. No, you, ha- you have, you have, because there'll be some people listening who won't quite have heard what you said. So I've dug you out of a hole. Oh, don't no. fall in anymore. <laughs> wouldn't it be better, wouldn't it be better, instead of um, helping gay people um, to not be sexual, wouldn't it be better and more productive to help them realise that, there's nothing wrong with being gay. That they don't have to. They don't have to live in shame. They don't have to deny who they are. And that being gay is a perfectly wonderful, beautiful, natural thing that happens throughout the whole animal kingdom, throughout all humankind. And that, 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 that they shouldn't be ashamed of what they are. But that, 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 that's not the case for them. They they don't believe that. They, no, they, shouldn't they, we be helping to... them believe that? No, I don't help them believe that. They no, I know to... you don't. Shouldn't we be helping them believe that? Uh, not in, not from their point of view, because no, they say that themselves. they don't believe that. Shouldn't I, I'm going to try again? Shouldn't we be helping them believe that? Not necessarily, no. Why? Because if you try and force that upon them, if they don't not, want it, then, then not you're, you're not Peter, helping them, are you're, you? Now you're doing. You're, you're not listening. I've got 15 seconds. I'm not saying should we force them to go around having it away with each other. Shouldn't we help them believe? Uh, through education, that being gay is not a shameful thing. It's actually it's a very natural thing. No, we shouldn't. Peter, thank you very much indeed. I have to end it there. What an amazing... Thank you for your call, Peter. What an amazing call to end the show on. Sorry, James, we didn't get time for you. Sorry for that, mate. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound has a lane blocked on the exit slip road at junction 14 for Milton Keynes. That's causing it to queue from the exit slip road onto the main carriageway there. And having a look elsewhere on the motorways, the A1M southbound is very slow at the moment between junction 10 for Startfold and 7 for Stevenage. We've heard from caller Ben. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's queuing between junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And having a look elsewhere in Hatching Green, Harpenden Road's very slow on the speed sensors between Airs End Lane at Hatching Green and Avenue Road at St Albans. And in Aylesbury, it's looking very busy on Fryridge Road around the Oxford Road roundabout and the Walton Street roundabout as well. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Samantha. Well, I, I, I guess the improvement there in that gentleman's attitude is he doesn't want to line gaze up against the wall and shoot them anymore. That's, pro- that's progress. Surely we should be, if people are upset that they're gay, and I can kind of understand why, we should be encouraging them to accept... Oh, I don't need to say this. You know it, don't you? JBS is up next. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday. It's nine o'clock. I'm on today's big phone-in. Were the police any good when you were burgled? Bedfordshire police have released a recording of a suspected burglar...